Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Let's get it from Sandy Land. What's up, Sandy? Ooh, hey. hey, good morning, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing today? Good. Yeah. It's not candy. No. Sandy. Oh, wow. Yes. Mm. What a storm. That Northwester. Woo. Yeah. Um, wow. A lot of videos. Lots <laughs> I'm a little, of videos. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit taken aback by it all, to be honest. Um, Waterfront's still closed, though, <laughs> right? Yeah, so the, the government um, is going to keep several roads closed as they continue to... Um, some roads actually will need to be re-asphalted, if that's a word. Wow. But yeah, the, the, the water um, really took, took that up. So um, they also indicated that uh, once the weather has calmed down sufficiently, they'll be out and about doing um, their assessments on the amount of damage. Now, quite interestingly enough, Kim and Brack, of all places, um, really sustained significant damage, and in particular at their port. I don't know if you saw those oh, videos. Oh, no. but yeah, but the port um, really uh, was infected quite badly. Mm. Is so, that going to well, affect like food and stuff like to the little um, island? I I hope not. I know we spoke to Woody Foster yesterday, and we're here. We're good here on this island, mm-hmm. but no one has indicated really what's happening on Kim and Brack. But let me just start my intro, and then I'm gonna. Come back to the news. One second. Sounds good. Sandra all the time is here with the cold heart truth. No, All right, so, um, good morning old, and welcome back. Than it used to be, but it still. Is. It's crazy. It's yeah. actually that. It's like that, right there. Well, a lot of it is uh, has been uh, ripped away. Yeah. Uh, before you used to stand there and have a have a cocktail near the bar is gone. No, remember all the yes. beaches you have down there in yeah. front of Royal Palm. It's gone. Yeah, I mean, it's just but crazy for all those people that live mm-hmm. right there, right there, close to uh, the beach. Man, they must have had water in their house. Some people mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Even, yeah, anyone that was, I mean, gosh, Mac, Macabuca, that video from Macabuca. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we went by Sunset House, too. Yeah. And it's nuts. The waves were coming over the pool. Coming over the pool, over, yeah. the, over the bar. Yeah. Yes. Did you see their sign? That's I like how... that. They had pool, because the pool sign mm-hmm. closed mm-hmm. all the way in the parking lot. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Hey, Sandy. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, the, the footage is, is really quite surprising. Um, but uh, we were busy yesterday also dispelling a lot of myths. So somebody had circulated that, oh, there were dolphins in the street. I can tell you that's absolutely not what? true. I know. So crazy. We checked in. The dolphins are perfectly fine. Um, midday, they were getting their lunch. <laughs> they were being fed. So we're going to talk about some of those Free rumors. Because there were fish morning. in the street. Um, <laughs> so there were a, a lot of, a couple lot more of uh, headlines. Oh, there were a lot of those... Uh, Oh, what are those uh, sea, sea fans or whatever? See, oh, yeah. Whatever the, the oh, sponge, the sponge yeah. all over. Yeah. All oh, over. Yes. Man, yes. you get some beautiful sponge dry them oh. out now. We got oh, yeah. a couple. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, <laughs> so just a couple more headlines this morning. Um, police constable who was uh, charged with uh, cruel animal cruelty mm-hmm. has actually been acquitted. What? So yeah, it was kind of. I was surprised at this verdict as well, but there you go. Um, so you guys might remember this case. This case upset a lot of people yes. um, because, you know, uh, they didn't give the dog water and yeah, he died from out in the cage. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you How'd know, they get around that? 
the magistrates in this matter, it was not a jury trial or anything, um, found him not guilty, said the prosecution did not prove that at the time of the incident, Monroe had any intentions, any ill intentions, which is a requirement apparently for animal cruelty. I don't think that's a requirement. I think that would just um, be neglect because you neglect. just weren't paying attention. Yeah. If I forget to feed my kids for a little bit, well, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to not feed them, but that's still. Yeah, uh, it's pretty yeah. crazy. But that's, you know. It's just like not, the yeah. mom of one of the school shooters was yes, just she convicted was, yep. of manslaughter. I love that. That's a uh, it's huge. I love that huge. that happened. Because Absolutely. You should be a better parent yeah. and not give mm -hmm. your kid who has mental health issues a gun. Right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, the government is also saying that re they're rethinking the stamp duty hike on high-end properties. So I think um, CMR, I don't know that they officially said this, but we broke this story. I'm telling you guys that in fact there was, um, you know, some undercurrents that they were thinking about increasing the stamp duty on, on properties of a particular um, amount. And so now the premier has said, Julianne O'Connor Connolly, that um, she is rethinking it entirely. And this was said at the recent Chamber of Commerce Economic Forum last week. So we'll see what happens and we'll certainly keep you guys updated. So have a fantastic day. You too. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. All see right. you tomorrow. Take care. All right, folks, good morning to everyone. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. Uh, let me just grab our links real quick. We'll play a little bit more of the intro song. Thank you to Berman Scott for two, not one, but two amazing songs that he has produced, uh, written, uh, sung, instruments, everything for CMR. Really love and appreciate it. Sandra all the time is here with the cold heart truth. She's the ears and the eyes for me and you. Every day, everyone wants to hear from Sandra. And every time on the air, she's getting better. Tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your mama, call Sandra in the morning and in the Always calling, calling Sandra, and when they start fighting, calling Sandra, and it's that's right, folks. Everyone is telling their mama about the cold hard truth. Welcome to another episode with more truth telling, more problem solving, and of course, more tea spilling than ever before. Sit back, students, grab your tea and turn up the volume because class is now in session. Call in at 936-2626 because your voice matters. Share your opinion on issues that matter the most to you. All right, folks, uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Hope you guys are having a fantastic hump day Wednesday. So, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Um, somebody said we're not on radio. Oh, well, we should be. That's strange. Um, nope, we played our intro song. Yeah. Mm. All right, folks. <laughs> 
What a hot mess. Uh, we must have missed that very narrow intro opportunity. Uh, hmm. All right. Well, should be live now, I do believe. Uh, yeah, we were, you know, still talking to Blake and Aaron. So I played a snippet of the intro song and then came back to it. Uh, but apparently we must have we must have missed it still. Ooh, it was on earlier. Oh, okay. All right. Very, very strange. Uh, okay, honey chill. So is it back now or is it not back? I don't know. Okay, let me know. If, <clears throat> sorry, let me know, folks. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, back now. All right. Yeah, we, um, that's a bit strange. Uh, okay. Okay, honey chill. Thank you very, very much. Um, got it. All right. So yeah, we were trying to play, uh, we did a snippet of the intro song earlier, introductory, introductory song earlier, uh, because we were still talking to Blake and Aaron. So we we're trying to get some more news out. They dropped in a little bit late this morning. I got to push them to get in earlier, I think. Okay. So, um, buenos dias to everyone. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to work through some of this Norwester and see exactly Wagwan. Good morning to Miss Renita Stephen joining us from the UK. Uh, I hope that all of you are okay. We're going to talk about uh, you know insurance and all the other things that are, is now on the minds of the people in this country because undoubtedly, um, I know all of you are thinking about it. It's it's in everybody's minds. All right, Diamond Princess, good morning. And by the way, someone keeps talking to me about my flag being crooked. That's actually a, back here. That's actually a monitor. <clears throat> and it's not that the monitor is crooked. It's that we now have a new, what's called um, a PTZ. It's a point tilt zoom camera. So technically it's always moving. So it's difficult to line it up exactly like with the top of the monitor, but try to ignore those things. I know some of y'all have a touch of OCD and it's probably very, very difficult um, to ignore it. <clears throat> but trust me, it's not a situation where it's actually really crooked. It's the visuals of it looking crooked. Diamond Princess, Ervalyn, Hilda, good morning. Um, are we fuzzy this morning? Are we, are we okay? Just trying to have a look on uh, on Facebook. All right. Damaris, good morning to you. Patricia Blake in the house. Stephanie, good morning. How are you? Thinking about you every day, honey chill. Janae says, good morning, Auntie Sandy. Ching Ching birds are so much fun. Girl, they're rude. <laughs> we were at Kimana Bay on Sunday and they were trying to eat Gigi's pasta. We were talking um, to another dog owner, trying to get Zeus to calm down because he gets so excited. His birthday I think is on Friday. I need to double check. It's either the 9th or the 11th. I'll double check. But anyway, Zeus gets so excited when he sees other dogs that he overreacts and he starts barking like a mad dog. And so they brought their little dog over. Once he's there with them, he's fine. He does the whole doggy thing. I'll sniff your bum if you sniff mine. You know what they do. And, um, <clears throat> you know, perfectly fine. Um, and... Uh, while we were turned in one direction, the guy's like, oh my God, the birds are eating your food. They were trying to steal her entire plate of pasta. So those ching-ching birds are something else. 
Yeah. Good morning to Miss Linda. Miss Linda, I did not acknowledge your comment yesterday. My apologies, but I did see it where you made mention of the fact that uh, you and I share a birthday. So welcome, especially since you're born on August 18th. How are you? Mm-hmm. And yes, we have to be so thankful for another amazing day of being alive and well. Good morning to Felicia, Daisy, Marshall, Felipe. Good morning. Olivia's here. Shaka Zulu. Hey. So it's good morning, Auntie Sandy and CMR fam fam. First Lady is here in the house. Uh, Bev, good morning to you. Happy Wednesday indeed. Um, Strong Wilt said good morning, Sandy and the CMR family and the old of Grand Cayman Islands family. Hope everyone is doing well. So, you know, this storm, uh, Nor'wester, somebody said, don't call it a storm, Sandy. It's a Nor'wester. Well, a Nor'wester is a storm. I know what type of storm it is. Um, but yes, this one was surprisingly uh, aggressive. <laughs> Mother Nature, look like she pissed at something. Uh, you know what? It happened. Somebody said to me that we hadn't had one quite like this since the 1980s. Um, who mentioned that? Somebody said like maybe 82 or something. So, uh, yeah, you know, 19. Oh, right. So somebody says, this is the first real Nor'wester since December 24th, 1988 or 89. Uh, this is the kind of weather that explains to non-Caymanians why we do not build close to the shoreline. So we're, we're definitely going to be talking about that this morning, um, building close to the shoreline. So 1988, 89, that's a long time, in fact. Um, <clears throat> I'm a bit surprised. Oh, my gosh, your birthday's 18. No way. That explains a lot. <laughs> that explains a lot. 1989. So, um, yeah, this is pretty crazy. Um, how many years is that? Somebody do the math quick time for me. That's a long time to have not had a Nor'wester be quite this destructive. Um but it reminded us, quite frankly, I think all of us now are sitting up and paying attention. That's 35 years. Ooh. Uh, all of us are paying attention and going, hmm, honey, chill. This is just a stark reminder that it can happen. And you again, you know, if you've only been here 5, 10, 15, even 20 years, you may not know the power of these Nor'westers. And so, indeed, this is an absolute reminder that... Um, yeah, you just got to be careful. So West Bay seems to have gotten the brunt of it, but anything on that side, people were sending me pictures of Baden Town, Honey Child. I could not believe how calm Baden Town was. The waters in Baden Town, like almost like glass. It, it's shocking that on one side of the island, it could be ripping and roaring. And then on the other side, it just looks so peaceful and so beautiful. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? So, you know... <clears throat> That's just how, how it is. Oh, we do have a caller. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Sandy Pleasant, good morning. Good morning, my dear. Just wanted to share some information regarding to the Nor'wester. Yes. The date that you mentioned is incorrect. Oh. The last time that we had a storm that caused any damage to the western part of Westby mm -hmm. was around 2009. That was the same time that we had damage in Cayman Brat by Paloma. Mm, okay. I don't, I don't know if they met, um, cause I was kind of thinking about this when they said this, I don't know how significant of the damage is that they were talking about, but this one was pretty bad. Um, I don't yeah. remember, I don't remember that storm 
being quite like this, in fact. Um, I'm trying yeah, to recall, well, but, you know, the memory kind of, yeah. Yeah, we didn't, get, we didn't get much damage in the West on that side in 2009. Mm -hmm. yes. um, Paloma damaged the Brackmore. Okay. But if we go back to 1999, Hurricane Mitch actually did a lot of damage on that Western side. Turtle right. Farm, remember Turtle Farm had to be changed after that? That's when it went across the road. No, that wasn't, wasn't that, was that Mitch or Michelle? Mitch. That was Mitch? Yeah. Okay. Yes. In Honduras and stuff, the Bay Islands. Yeah. 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 That, I, I tell you what, that's when I became aware of um of how, you know, the Bay Islands um were so connected to Cayman because they were interviewing some people. I can't remember exactly which of the islands it was, but they sounded so much like us that I was taken aback. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember when we got the damage, um, Hurricane Mitch, mm -hmm. there's a house near to the same um, lighthouse point mm -hmm. that is owned by Dive Tech. Mm -hmm. Vivo got a lot of damage yesterday. That was um, one of the one of the tips with the vehicle mm -hmm. up on the stairs. Mm -hmm. With the vehicle up on the stairs. Yes. Yeah, so there's a, there's a house ne next to that that had owned by Mr. Bob Soto and his family. Yes. And that got expensive damage. I remember that was the same hurricane Mitch oh, that wow. damaged the residents. Uh, yeah. Well, we yeah, sure have. Thank you. No, thank damage. you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's hard to sometimes remember all of these storms because the memory has a funny way of making you forget, I feel like, you know. But thank you so much, Carl. I appreciate that. You're most welcome. Have a good day. Son. You too, my dear. All righty. So, yeah, West Bay definitely took a licking. Uh, came in Brack. Whoa. Um... I was a bit surprised that Kim and Brack got so much of it, to be honest. But the Brack um, containers, I guess the port didn't have enough time. I don't, I don't really know if they could probably do much on the Brack in terms of moving containers. But obviously, um, I don't know if you guys saw that footage that we shared, but containers were in the ocean being moved around. Uh, hopefully they were empty <laughs> containers because I always hate to see uh, people lose a container full of all sorts of, you know, goods and stuff. Cause my goodness, that's, yeah. You know, that's a business now that has probably taken a hit more than once, but um, yep. The, the, I'm going to show you guys some of the footage from um, Cayman Brack here, if I can find those exact clips, but uh, yeah, Cayman Brack in the port in particular, the government is going to have to make an assessment of to see exactly the extent of the damage um, and what we're looking at. And then also that complex in West Bay, uh, let me see if I can show you guys this one in case you missed it. But, you know, this really, really reminds us um, so much how much Jamaica also got it. I think somebody sent me a video of Jamaica as well. Um, I might try to look for that, but yeah. So this complex in West Bay, um, let me just see if I can bring this up. Lighthouse Point Residences. I understand that this is a brand new complex and that people hadn't even moved in yet. And, um, well, they won't be moving in anytime soon. I can assure you of that. This was rather shocking. Uh, the water came right in. Literally, the water came in. And if there, if there had been anything in there, furniture, et cetera, it would have taken it all. Wow. Mm-hmm. The irony is that, you know, people want to be on beachfront properties until something like this happens. And that's why insurance companies, when you are in beachfront properties, tend to charge you a pretty penny 
because they know that that it mightn't happen every year. It might take 25, 30 years, but they know that honestly, it's only um, a matter of time. But have a look at this. Literally just one end straight through. Oh, let me get the other one. So that's one video of it. Let me grab the other one that shows that actually the ocean just, you know, storm surge just washing right through the entire um the entire complex. Let me just see. I got so many videos yesterday. I was saying to someone that this is why my poor phone memory is always used up because um it's, uh, I get, you know, I, I get it and then I'll get it like 50 million times from a bunch of different people. And I appreciate you guys sending it to me for sure. But I've, I literally probably have, um, I'm just trying to find the right one now because I've got so many on my phone. I literally have gotten these videos probably at least 25 times each, if not more. Um, yeah, but, uh. Let me see. Oh, and people sent me some of Cuba as well. Oh, my gosh. Cuba got it. Uh, what was interesting for us, though, is we didn't get. Oh, my goodness. Let me see if I can find it. We didn't get a lot of rain. What we got was just wind. And um, let me see here. We got a lot of wind and obviously the water surge. Um. Hmm. All right. Hold on a second. Let me see now if I can find this complex. Um, Dart Park. Obviously, somebody sent me some footage of that. And I do want to address some of the rumors uh, this morning as well that were floating around in relation to this storm. Because, you know, I'm, I'm cognizant now that everybody wants to be reporting stuff and wants to use their social media. And listen, I don't have any problems with that. I mean, I think it's good at a time like this that we can share information. But, you know, listen to CMR telling you all to try to get it right um, and, you know, try to share accurate information as much as you possibly can. Because, unfortunately, a lot of you were posting out inaccurate information uh, that can really be detrimental to people and um, their businesses as well. So someone made mention of, um, oh, I don't know which complex this is, but child, they got, oh, my God, which one was this? All right, I'm going to play this one. Um, give me one second here. Um, yeah, I've gotten so many that it's entirely possible that I also may have missed some of your videos as well. But this one in particular of this condo, I thought was very, very um, just a stark reminder of exactly why we need to be careful. Uh, where you build, how you build. Because um, if someone has this one handy, please send it to me. By the way, there was a man, a naked man. Um, this looks like um, Smith Cove, who was getting in the water. Oh, Lord have mercy. I didn't even get a chance to review that one yet. So I think the police had to come and rescue this man. Um, normally when you have a situation like this, folks, um, I doubt that he was probably just going for a swim. 
chances are this man was having some sort of mental distress. And um, some people think that it's an appropriate time to go for a swim, hoping that they never come back. Um, folks, if you're suffering from mental health issues, please uh, reach out to the authorities. There is help that is available uh, for you. There are professionals who would be you know, more than qualified and amply able to provide you with the necessary um, assistance that you need. So don't, don't jump in the ocean and try to drown yourself. Come on now. Um, I'm trying to find this video. Does somebody have it handy with the complex in West Bay where the water is literally just washing through the entire complex? If you have that one handy, just send it to me. I know I've got it on my phone multiple times. Just trying to put my fingers on it now as providing a little bit of a challenge. Um, but yes, uh, this poor guy swimming out in the ocean. My goodness. Um, it's crazy. So I don't, I, like I said, I don't know all the details of what he was going on with, but you know, get yourself some help. This isn't the way to do it. All right. I'll find it at some point or another, but in the meantime, um, let me show you some other footage and dispel the, um, oh, did I not send out my links to folks? Oh, good morning. Um, one second. Uh, let me, let me just, um, Kevin, Misha, anybody has that one video with that complex in West Bay being washed out? And again, this is before the complex, you know, people haven't even moved in yet. <sighs> I can't find it. Um, oh my gosh, I have so many videos, like literally a million. Oh my gosh. The Brack. All right, if you have any, send it to me. Let me see here now. Uh, let me see if anybody sent it. Why don't these find people who disregard the cautions? Why don't they find people who disregard the cautions when there's a storm? Um, so, sometimes, uh, let me see if Misha thinks she might have found it. Let's see if this is it. Yeah, sometimes. Again, bloody brilliant. Yeah, this all this stuff is just flooded. I think there's, there is a this is it's not that one, but I'll use that one. There's another one that actually shows the water flowing into and out of that exact same condo. So that was more of an interior video. I feel like this one was taken from the outside. Um Let's see, somebody's saying, is this it? Uh, yeah, that's not the one I saw either. <laughs> but there are so many. There are literally so many videos um, of, of it. Uh, anyway, needless to say, whoever built that, um, somebody was saying to me that, um, oh, I think I know who might have sent it to me. Hold on. Let me try and check. There's just so many. So someone was saying to me, you know, Sandy, um, People, contractors need to be very, very careful when they uh, decide to build these properties. Everybody wants beachfront and oceanfront. You pay premium for that. But they also only built it about seven to eight feet um, high on the open water. 
And so another developer, this is Lighthouse Point Condos, um, this developer was saying that's crazy. And uh, they also pointed out how when they were putting in their saltwater lagoon, they noticed that no one had anything to say about it, which I thought was was very, very interesting as well. So it's not that one. That's that's a house. That's not a condo. Um, yeah. Okay. I can't find it. Um, but anyway, it's, it's in my phone somewhere. Uh, give me one second. Okay. So we saw um, the sea sponges washing up. We saw um, somebody sent me a picture of the puffer fish for them. Some of the fish didn't make it. And, um, but I, I want to say for the sake of, you know, clarity here that the tur the, the turtles are fine. The, um, what's the other one called? The, the dolphins were also perfectly fine. So while people are saying, oh, you know, the dolphins are in the middle of the street, I was like, oh Lord Jesus, really? So I verified and I checked and I got video footage and the dolphins were actually, not only were they perfectly fine, but they were eating and having lunch at the time. Um, so they were more than fine. And again, they have a 17 foot seawall that is uh, protecting them from, um, from the storm surge and stuff as well. Obviously, if you have a major hurricane coming through, even a 17 foot storm wall isn't going to, if we have another Ivan, we know the waves are what, 20 something feet. So that's when obviously they'd probably have to be moved. Um, I don't know what the contingency plan is for them in the event that we have another catastrophic storm like Ivan. But chances are, anywhere you move them, it's probably going to be a bit of a problem because, as you know, uh, with a storm like Ivan, 90-something percent of the buildings had um, significant damage. Now, I think what is interesting about this Nor'wester is the amount of damage that it caused a lot of us were just not even thinking that it would have done that, which I think is so interesting. So let's have a look at uh, a few more of these. Um, Again, just bloody brilliant. It's now just holding water. Yeah, this is the same complex, but it is a fo it's footage of it coming in and out of the complex itself. But you can see uh, the it's still a construction site. And so all I can tell you is if you are, uh, if you purchase one of these units, you may want to talk to them. I don't, I don't know. I'm not talking, I'm not giving anybody legal advice here this morning. Um, but all I can say is. Building just finish. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I think, let, let me share this one. I, I'm not, um, yeah, this one's pretty crazy. But um, let me just see. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you might want to rethink <laughs> this condo move. Um, and I'm sure that these are going to be nice. Oh, sorry that way. Holy smokes. I think we should move. I think we should move. Yeah, some people out there trying to get the most interesting footage. Uh, somebody finally says, this is the footage you're talking about. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, where? Where? 
No, it's not. It's not this rooftop one. Which one? Let me see. Yeah, but um, I thought I had a clean one of this. Yes, this is the one that I'm thinking of, but where, where is it? I thought somebody had sent me a clean one of this. Um, all right, I'll see if I can find it. Uh, okay. But anyway, yep, the, the, definitely the, um, the water uh, went in and you could see lights swinging. Now they're going to have electrical problems. You know, there's a lot that probably um, have to be checked out um, in terms of, of the safety of that building. So planning, CPA, y'all need to pay attention now. Make sure, although you've approved these buildings to be built, that now you go through and you have a look-see to see what could potentially need to be remedied as much as possible. Listen, if you're buying this condo, and again, I'm not giving anybody legal advice, you now have to understand that number one, your insurance is going to be jacked up because of course insurance companies are like, Erks. this is a major liability um, because this is just a Norwester. I, I hate to put it that way because obviously this was a major Norwester, but this is not a hurricane. This Norwester was more, um, you know, catastrophic in a sense in terms of property damage than some cat one, two, and three hurricanes that we've been through. Again, proximity. This was direct landfall, so to speak. It's not really landfall, but you guys know what I mean, right? Right on our shores. And it just reminds everyone of the extreme power of the ocean. The ocean is uh, beautiful to look at when it's calm, and it also is extremely dangerous. So in situations like this, folks, you have got to understand that, um, you know, it, it's it's pretty wild. Um, so let me, I'll show you guys this one. This isn't quite the one that I was looking for. There's a clean version of this, but I'll show you this one anyway. Um, they, they've said that the building they just finished. Finish. I don't even think the building was finished because I think they were still doing stuff on the inside. But look at this. Look at the poor guy out by the um, heavy equipment. Look, he's he's getting washed away there. But look at this. Ferris and pork. It's Ferris and pork. Ferris and pork. Oh my dear. Look at this. Yes. Ferris and pork. It went through the entire complex and all the way on the other side. Where exactly is this complex, by the way? I need to, I need to drive through one thing. I mean, th this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Look at this. Imagine if this was a major hurricane. Anyway, I would be requesting my deposit money back is all I can tell you. Um... I have to wonder in situations like this, if you're a bank and you've loaned somebody money to purchase this property, do you now tell them, mm, we're not going to give you that money for that property, you better go look somewhere else? It's a risk you take with anywhere on the shoreline, I must tell you. Uh, no one is necessarily safe. So um, there was a rumor of... Um, some damage as well at, uh, let me see where this one was. 
there's somebody sending out stuff about Finn. And I can tell you that Finn probably got the least of the damage in that area. There was, I think, one or two units that had a little bit of water come in um, downstairs, and that was it. There was no breaching. Somebody said, oh, there was a breaching of the, um, what did they say? The breaching breaching of, um, uh, let, me, let me read the rumor to you guys, because I think that you need to see how people are really going overboard. And it kind of reminded me of, you know, during times like this, we will have, um, we will have these rumors floating around. And it's important, I think, that, you know, media does their part in terms of dispelling these rumors. So we quickly address the one with the dolphins. We're like, no, the dolphins are fine. Um, Finn isn't washed away because somebody said, this is what was circulating about Finn, that they had, um, uh, let me see here now. They said, one of the Finn security guards told me that all the glass plus the doors are blown out again. I don't know what they mean by again, because I don't think that's ever happened, but um, that did not happen. So when you say things like all of the glass and windows are blown out, that did not happen. One of the properties that's close to Finn, and I believe we showed this to you guys yesterday, had significant water flowing through their underground parking lot. And so now I understand that that property has had to be, a lot of the residents there have to be vacated and as I said on yesterday's program, it doesn't take a scientist to see that all of those cars, let me see if I can find that one again, all of those cars in that garage are definitely going to be a complete wash, literally. Um, you, you're going to have to just write those cars off. And, um, you know, I want to remind people, of course, that property can always be replaced, life Life is the most valuable thing, but you can see the water going into this underground parking garage. I mean, it's flowing like a river. And so, yes, all of those cars, boom. I don't know how many cars were down there, but they're all gone. They're all going to be written off. Uh, you don't have that much ocean water coming up in a car and think you're going to start that the next day. So my understanding with them is that they had to be, um, some of those people obviously had to be evacuated and a number of their vehicles were written off. So no blown out windows and doors. Um, all the glass and windows and doors are blown out. That's simply not true. Um, and so, in fact, we reached out to the um, developers and folks at, at Finn, and they said, rubbish. They said that we lost about 10 panels um, on the railing, which is um, to be expected because of the area that it's in. The garage is dry as a chip. It's designed for that. The garage has four or six, four or six emergency pumps in the event that water could even make it up to the road, past the drains at the entrance um, of the garage, and past the secondary drain gates and into the garage. Um, so they just wanted to clarify, and they had done a site visit as well. And, um, you know, there you go. So nothing is waterproof, to be clear. Um, some things are built, um, you know, probably a little bit more sturdy than others. We did get a, a let me just show you guys this. We did get a real-time uh, picture of the garage at Finn. 
And I can say um, that it was pretty bone dry. Like I didn't, I didn't see anything there that uh, would certainly cause any alarm in terms of the, the garage. So somebody's asking where Finn is located. So Finn is, um, where is Finn? It's South Sound across from um, one little white Caymanian house. <laughs> worst directions ever. That was an example of worst directions ever. Um, it's, it is the one that has a little bit of a curve to the building and it has that kind of metallic, very modern metallic looking strip around the, um, around the building. So, um, they were fine, but up the street, this other complex that I just showed you had significant damage. So this is their parking lot, their underground parking, their parking garage, I should say. Mm-hmm. So contrary to what was in circulation, they didn't have any flooding down here or any issues. Uh, they said they've taken a lot of precautions. Now, that does not mean that if it's a major hurricane that they would still not have some breaches. Um, you know, it is what it is. Good morning, Dacia. Um, she said Hurricane Michelle destroyed the turtle farm in October of 2001. Um, thank you very much. I was also thinking... I was thinking it was Michelle, not Mitch, right? But people always confuse Mitch and Michelle. So Mitch was 1998. Thank you, Michael. And I want to say that it was Michelle that really did um, the Turtle Farm Inn. And then they decided to move the tanks across the street, which I think in any event was a fantastic idea. Um, Pat, good morning, says that Miss Sandy, there's no rester put me to remember back in the days when Norwesters would reach up um, to the post office, water would reach up there. Uh, those were the days. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of us should probably try to remember how powerful Norwesters can be. Um, Pat says the government should consider doing some PSA and other public outreaches on mental health and services available on these islands. There's a lot more cases than we hear about. Um, speaking of which, the foundation um, is uh, the Alex Panton Foundation has their annual event that's coming up. Now, they focus on mental health with our young people, which is significantly, um, it's it's a high risk. Um, you should know if you have children that these are the types of events that you want to pay attention to because children are, um, you know, particularly um, fragile when it comes to the mental health um, concerns and issues that they face. Um, yeah. So um, Aliano says, good, they knew better. Um, not the, for the sake of greed. Annie, good morning. She said, I saw three nice breadfruits in the tree. I was hoping the breeze would pick them only to know three young ones blown down, leaving the ready ones. The ready ones are holding on, honey chill. Um, okay, YouTube change in the background look like Facebook. Hmm? Uh, Vanessa asking about Little Cayman in the Brack. Good morning, Vanessa. So we haven't had any reports at all about Little Cayman. I know during yesterday's show, we were trying to reach out to them. The BRAC, let me show you, the BRAC got quite a bit of damage. Let me show you the BRAC. So good morning to Miss Amelia. 
Oh, this is the point. Right. Can't see enough food, team. Everything. everything. Mm -hmm. Road blocker, everything. So um, I had additional footage of Cayman Brack as well, which showed um, Cayman Brack being, uh, yeah, containers literally in the ocean um, floating away. So it looks like they've got uh, significant damage to the port itself. To um, somebody else sent me some footage here. Uh, which one is this? So anyone that had uh, restaurants, waterfront, um, you can expect that they would have significant damage. Anyone that, uh, but you know, it was hit or miss. So I understand that Grando House, their their deck is right there, that they took a lick and then the wharf is fine. It just, hey, just depends, right? So I think this one, I don't know which restaurant this is. Let's have a look at this restaurant. Um, so make sure, I, I know a lot of visitors obviously listen to this program. If you are here and you're thinking about going out to some of the amazing restaurants that we have um, on the waterfront, my all yeah, I don't know where this one's. By all means, uh, ensure that you um, that you call and make sure that your reservations are still good, um, because you know things will change as a result of this storm. Let me see. I think somebody sent me. Is this it? Um, okay, this one's downloading. Let me have a look and see. Um, to, to do to do. Is this the new building? This could be it. Yeah, I think this might be the one I'm looking for. Yep. So, um, is this the one? I don't even know. Hold on a second here. Let me see. There's so many. There's so many folks. Um, so yeah, just, just confirm reservations. I think that's always uh, the best idea now if you had any waterfront dining. So Jamaica headlines, Pier 1 and other businesses affected by adverse weather conditions in Mobay. I'll share what Jamaica had to endure as well. Uh, so we're not the only ones that were obviously impacted by this Nor'wester. So Jamaica, Cuba, um, I don't know how any of the other islands did. But um, they also were impacted by this. All right. Give me one second here. I'm going to look and see. And thank you guys so much for sharing some of the videos this morning. Uh, so, yeah, there's a number of, of videos coming out of Jamaica to demonstrate what they are having to endure as well. Okay. Let me just see here. Um, mm -hmm. this one, where was this video? Sometimes it's hard to, is this, which is this? Uh, I don't know where this is. I'm trying to get a fix sometimes on the actual location of the videos is a little bit challenging. Um, can't exactly tell where this one is from, but I'll show it to you guys also. 
So, you know, we're still incredibly fortunate. I think most people in Cayman do have insurance. I'm guessing that um, until these um, condos in West Bay would have been handed over, you know, the owners haven't yet moved in. So, um, you know, they don't have to make a claim on their insurance. It's up to the developer to sort that out. And if the developer was smart, he would definitely have had sufficient um, insurance. He or she could be a female developer. You never know. Would have had sufficient policies in place. So I I can, again, say that the dolphins were fine. Um, uh, this is another waterfront photo. Let me just see here. Um, the tanks, there was another rumor about the gas tanks. Oh my God, the gas tanks are leaking. And I was like, y'all need to calm down. So we do have some footage of water. Um, but you know, the gas tanks are designed specifically to withstand, um, certain amount of water. And so they, um, okay. They uh, also, you know, have some contingency things in place. So they they had a full crew I could see out there. I'm going to show you guys a few pictures of this. They definitely had a crew out there addressing any concerns, but there was no gas leak or anything like that. I reached out to Offreg and they're like, no, we haven't heard anything like that. But I'm going to show you because, again, you know, listen, you get warnings like a Norwester. Um, it's been almost, what, 20 years since Hurricane Ivan. This is just a, a stark reminder and warning that, hey, be prepared, Cayman. Don't fall for, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, you know, stick your head back in the sand and pretend like you don't know. We should all be extremely cognizant of um, the fact that any at any point in time, uh, we can be impacted by these storms. And so we're not in hurricane season yet, but this reminds us that you don't have to be in a hurricane season to be negatively impacted. And so you take the necessary precautions. Those of you who are on the waterfront, uh, chances are you on water. Chances are you're not going to be up and moving anytime soon, but you should remind yourself that, um, you know, these are some of the dangers um, that you have to be cognizant and aware of. The road crews are out there preparing now that the weather's starting to calm down. They had to wait to be able to do a certain amount of assessment of the damage. And they're out and about uh, today, undoubtedly doing that. Some roads remain closed. Please stay out of their way so that um, they can do their job. Let me just see here. Um, but again, no reports coming out of Little Cayman, but Cayman Brack definitely. Had, uh, I want to show you guys another one from the Brack. There was a um, there was a footage of the port that's an old video that has been circulating for the past week of water that had come in. I, I can't remember what storm that would have been, but I can tell you that's definitely not this storm. In fact, I know it's not this storm because that video was being sent out before this storm even came and impacted us. <laughs> we were talking about, oh, a Norwester's coming. And people immediately started sending this video of the port. And I said, that video is old. I can't remember when that would have been, but that is not a recent video. And it's definitely not from this current Norwester. 
Um, just trying to see if I can find some more of Cayman Brock. But yeah, the Brock um, has significant damage, I would say, especially on that side. What, what side of the island is that? That's um, water in place. Um, but yeah, they had containers and the ocean being thrown about. Mm -hmm. So a number of my Brock sources um, sent some videos from there. Um, and of course, the port is right there in the water. Um, let me see if this is one. Yeah. So yeah, the, the port kind of got a lick there and came in Brock for sure. Um, okay, I'll show you the guys this one from the Brock. All right, just one second here. Let me just download this one. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. All right. So here's another Brack um, video. Um, as well. So if you have interest in the Brack, I know some of you might be online and you, um, you know. Don't, uh, you're not here and you might be concerned about your Brack properties. I would say that if you're on the water, then most definitely uh, you want to have someone just go check on your property. See if you might have sustained any damage. In particular, if you are on this side of Kim Brack, we're watering places because it looks like that side. I don't know how the other side did, but I would definitely say that that side got um, quite a bit of it as well. Uh, let me see here. So here's here's footage of a restaurant. This looks like a nature's fury. They are huge here. Come on. Ross, here's a hole in our ground. Um, another reason why you need to be careful, because somebody was reminding me this morning about the possibility of, um, you know, the earth also uh, now being compromised as a result of these storms. So this one... Let me see here. Oh, right. My apologies. We just showed that one. This is more Brack footage. Yeah, that was commanded. How far that listen to the container floating, everything. Mm -hmm. Road blocker, everything. Yeah, there's another back one um, with a container actually seen, like literally floating off into the water. I can't seem to put my hands on that one right now. But, um, you know, yeah, it's, uh, ooh, Luigi, my goodness, that hurts to see that there. Um, yep, so restaurants that are on the water, they're also uh, being impacted by this as well. So what a hot mess. Um, what can we say? Now this one reporting live from Pier One Montego Bay. This is Jamaica. Pier One is actually underwater. 
and the sea is actually coming over live there is there there, there is chef bullens <laughs> all right he's trying to pot the water oh my gosh wow okay so that's underwater um yeah lots lots and lots of water damage folks so take your necessary precautions if you live on the water obviously you hopefully understand now the power if you didn't know before of what the water can do um let me see here yeah somebody said that's cabana um so quick announcement from the national roads authority thank you so much to them they say can you please do a quick announcement to your listeners that sections of north church street and seafarers way remain inaccessible this morning the nra and dh are working diligently to clean up the debris expect huge delays this morning as the road between dalworth's gas station and boilers road will likely not be open fully until around 11 a.m so um okay um Okay, so yes, those places remain closed. Uh, they worked on the Northwest Point Road until late last night as the waves um, had subsided on that end and Georgetown seas were still too rough for us to make any meaningful cleanup last night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how, um, how long some of these entities, um, will be, um, you know, sort of out of commission, but again, give them a call and see. Yeah. Okay. All right, good folks. Yes. Okay. Very, very good. Um, boy, the lack of common sense sometimes is astonishing to me. Uh, good morning, right by Makabuka restaurant in front of Uglin Museum, West Bay. That's where the new apartments got washed out from uh, front to back, built by Surebuilt Construction. Oh, that's one of their projects. Yikes. Okay, honey chill. Um, Sandy, the thing with these expensive properties are for millionaires and billionaires, so they may not need insurance. Uh, may I ask where Finn is? Um, so I think I've answered the second question already, but um, no, you know what? <laughs> Listen to me. Uh, here's the thing about these. Um, these construction locations, uh, these condos, it's not a question of if an individual owner needs an insurance because it is a strata. So they will have to get insurance. That is an optional. Um, so everybody pays insurance into the strata payments, which collectively covers entire duplex. They don't own the individual. You guys know how strata works, right? So you can't just take out insurance just for your unit 
and everybody else has to take on insurance for their unit is a collective sort of situation because the building is owned by the strata and the interior of the unit is your personal unit, so to speak. Um, so it doesn't matter if you have one or two millionaires in those um, units, if they, if it's an apartment complex, unless they hold in, they own an entire comp, apartment complex, but if it's an apartment complex, then, um, you know, you got to have insurance. And uh, a lot of people, the banks will require, as long as you have a mortgage, you are required to have insurance as well. Now, some people are saying to me that, um, you know, banks do things differently. Uh, some banks still will give you insurance, like they build it into your mortgage, which I didn't know that any banks do that because CNB doesn't do that. But somebody was telling me about that most recently. And I was a bit surprised to hear that because I'm like, oh, really? Hmm. Uh, uh, Inger says, thank you for all the updates. You're most welcome. Um, Inspiring says, I recommend you to open folders on your computer and name. I tr oh, my gosh. Inspiring. Believe me when I tell you, it is the bane of my existence um, to try to organize my photos and videos so much better. And I do do it that way if they make it to the computer. <laughs> because I, I do stuff by month and year. And then there's subcategories. There's like one for screenshots for the show. For me, should you, listen, it's organized. But what happens is on my phone, one terabyte of photos and videos, and it's just ridiculous the amount of content that's on this phone. And I, I literally need to, that's why the other day I had to switch phones because the phone just wasn't, it just wouldn't work anymore. It's like, I've had enough of you. Stop saving stuff. But literally, I must have, oh, here we go, 71,531 photos, 11,496 videos. So I need to do a purge. I actually bought an external drive to dump all of the contents of my phone on it. Haven't yet had a chance to do that. But that's exactly what I need to do. I need to dump and start over. But of course, a lot of those are like family photos. Like I have a thousand photos from the Greece trip that I need to archive and organize properly. And iCloud, oh, they need to find a better way of allowing you to extract photos and stuff as well, because um, it's very, very frustrating to try to do their download thing because you're basically downloading individual photos and videos and it's gonna um, put everything as a zip file and then you have to unzip it and it's like, oh my God. So I'm still trying to figure out if it, if anybody has any recommendations and how to take all 71,000 photos and dump them on an external drive easily without individually going through 71,000 photos, by all means, let me know. The other thing I'm going to start doing um, this year, I was saying this to our IT friend last night, is um, in real time, I am going to um, continue to, you know, um, I'm going to continue to just delete stuff as quickly as possible, as quickly as I get it. I was trying to think of not saving um, things in WhatsApp, but then when somebody sent me something, oh, I sent you a picture of my dog, and then I can't find it again. So that does not work for me, unfortunately. Um, okay, so again, folks, we got an advisory here this morning from NRA that there remains um, some road closures. I'm going to go ahead and post this up on social right now. Um, so please, uh, do not, um, yep, this is, 
I gotta show you guys these photos. You guys know you get it here first. Uh, they've they've got a bit of work to do, um, NRA this morning. So let me um, give me one quick second here. I'm gonna do them a solid and get this messaging out there as quickly as possible. So just give me one second. Um, okay. Uh -huh. So nine three six two six two six. Call in if you'd like. Let me just quickly um, put these out there. Do, 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 do. All right. And then we're going to save that. Okay. So, yes, parts of the waterfront basically um, remain closed. And, you know, that main road runs the length of, um, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So let me just post this up real quick on here for them. Yep. I'm aware that sometimes people are not able to listen to the show. Uh, so let me just quickly post this on social as well. Announcement. Okay. Um, sections of all right so the announcement again in case you missed it just a second ago sections of northwest church street and seafarers remain inaccessible this morning uh-huh and then um expect huge delays on the road between delaware's also yaddy 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 and then let me grab this other bit here um copy and paste uh they were um so this is this is how it works right um sometimes this is why you see typos in stuff because if somebody sent it to me i don't actually have um uh, i don't have time to proofread this post <laughs> so i basically copy paste do a couple additions have a quick look at it hit next and publish so when y'all like oh my god sandy can't spell it ain't got nothing to do with that. It's that in times like this, when the authorities need a message to get out there quickly to the public and they reach out, we do our best to uh, put the message up like that. And then it goes to Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I'm going to put it through to TikTok now. And uh, that's how it works. Yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. I'm looking at the roadway and going, Wow. What a hot mess. All right. So if it's a public road, then obviously um, government is responsible for repairing those roadways. And so, um, you know, they're, they're working on it. So please, as much as possible, I would say avoid that area if you can. Thanks. Big shout out, by the way, to the National Roads Authority, uh, DEH, and um, all the other Authorities, Port Authority even is going to have to be out there doing some assessments today for the damage because once again, everything has a knock-on effect. So if the port was impacted by, um, you know, especially in the Cayman Brack, somebody was saying, is that going to impact any of the food supply in Cayman Brack? And I don't know uh, is the short answer, um, but hopefully it won't be a significant impact. Good morning, Strong Wilt, says Auntie Sandy. I don't want no property near the ocean. Hell to the no honey chill. Um, you know, traditional Caymanians, there's a reason why uh, Caymanians of yesteryear 
did not really value beachfront property. That has shifted all over the world now. Everybody wants to be on the beach. But you know who we put on the beach? No disrespect to them, but the dead. <laughs> That's how much we valued it, honey child. We're like, put the dead there. If they get washed out to sea, oh, well. Uh -huh. Inspiring. You know, um, good question. Now with the iPhone 15, doing transfers from devices to devices has become super easy because you got your USB-C cable. Before, with um, Apple's proprietary lightning port, it was not that easy. So the short answer is it is now a lot easier to do transfers. Ooh. Anytime you hear it ringing like that, that means this is not quite plugged in properly. Good morning, caller. Uh-oh. Honey, child, I can't hear hold, hold on one second for me. Speaking of USB-C cables. Hello, caller. Hello. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. I just thought I'd um, correct you a little bit, and then there's some uh, what, what could be considered useless information. The reason the dead were buried on the seaside mm -hmm. was not because, not because they didn't value the land over there, but because back in the day, mm -hmm. they didn't have backhoes and excavators. Oh, to, a lot dig. to dig than rock. Oh, I see. And that's why people uh, buried it on the seaside. Mm. In addition to the fact of they didn't want to be also building on the on the seaside for that mm -hmm. same reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thought I'd throw that out there. All right, appreciate it. Information. Yes. No, it's Take good care. to know. Bye. Um, I mean, like I said, no dis disrespect to the dead for sure, <laughs> but um, that would make sense that it was easier to dig graves. Um. And, you know, maybe that's where we should leave them. All right. So I saw a number of people um, who are posting up. There's a viral post that's going around. Um, so uh, Carla says, oh, my, wonder what Jamaica, Jamaica Vaca, who's that, has to say about celebrating our hit. You see, God don't like ugly. And no, I'm not celebrating that. But bad mind and jealousy is just plain disgusting. Um, who's Jamaica Vaca? I don't, I don't have any clue who that is. Um, but let me, let me briefly speak on this, Carla, because I see people do this all the time. And I think it's, I, I almost want to say that this verges on a little bit of a mental health issue. When people see a storm coming, storms have been here from the earth was formed before. Storms happen. You know, everybody wants to equate, oh, you get hit by a storm. This happens with like Sodom and Gomorrah kind of thing. Y'all just need to relax. Everybody's going to have their turn when it comes to a storm. You better believe it. So um, I don't really, you know, I don't buy into it. There are people like, oh, yeah, you Caymanians too wicked and you don't like people. And the next storm coming for you, I'm like, please take several seats with that kind of foolish rhetoric. It's it's. It demonstrates your level of intellectual capacity to not understand how storms are formed and how these things happen. Um, even earthquakes. Oh my God, y'all had a big earthquake. Yeah, listen, we literally have 200 plus earthquakes a day all over the world, all over the globe. Most of them are not felt by human beings, but they're felt by the equipment 
that we have in place. So if we feel a hurricane once every 20 years, that ain't God trying to send nobody a message. It's just how it works. It's really not that big of a deal. But people love to, one of the people that does this all the time is our good friend Lavelle. She's out there protesting again by the Ritz. We really must do something about her. What an eyesore for people to have to drive by a luxury property like the Ritz and see this woman out there with all of her ridiculous signs waving and carrying on like a fool in the streets. I'm all for protesting, but I'm pretty sure that she has never requested because, you know, if you want to have a street protest or a street dance or march or whatever, you're supposed to actually get uh, permission from the RCIPS. And I'm pretty sure she's never applied for that position and yet they have not done a single thing to stop her. By the way, she was acquitted the other day um, in her trial. We're going to talk about court cases here shortly. So I think that quite ironically enough, the acquittal has given her the gumption to get back out there and do this sort of foolishness again. Unbelievable. But yeah, anybody who's out there trying to rejoice, oh, look, Cayman, listen, let me be very clear. As Caymanians, uh, yes, we've had some property damage. We are in a far better position, I can assure you, than anybody else in the rest of the region. Poor Honduras, uh, not Honduras, sorry, uh, Cuba, poor Jamaica. Those countries will, because of already desperate financial situations, be far worse than we are. And it, it is, you know, it's, it's very, very sad. And I feel for them. But um, yes, Carla, I don't know who that person is or what the background to that is. But let me just say, generally speaking, the people need to stop this foolishness of, you know, trying to rejoice at other people having what is quite normal uh, storms and things happen to them. And, you know, it's just like, come on. It's just absolutely ridiculous, if you ask me. Uh, school is open today. Strong wills. I think you're asking that question. Um. Michelle says, only I am seriously, only I am, Michelle, I think something's missing. No, seriously, Cayman's not ready for real tropical storm or hurricane. Uh, well, are we ever going to be ready is the question. I mean, I suppose, how, how do you prepare for something like this? Especially when these buildings are there. It's not like you can go and take the buildings down and put them in a little box and say, okay, storm, come on through. And then when you're done, we're going to unbox. Um, we're going to unbox the buildings and put them back. It is an unfortunate uh, situation that um, you know. In life, you can prepare so much. Um, I'm hoping that our government agencies, hazard management, and others, are learning some very, very important lessons. There should always be a takeaway from a lot of these things, folks. And so, um, you know, uh, I would say that, um, please, you have your own personal takeaways. You have, you know, takeaways as a country, as a community. Let's all do our part to know what we need to do. As individual homeowners, even if you're not on the water, this should have been a wake-up call for you. Am I ready for a storm? Things around your house, are they secured? Have you cleared out your drains? I know we're not in hurricane season, 
But remember that there are storms that happen outside of hurricane season that you need to prepare for. So you should always be cognizant of your surroundings, what presents a danger. We have, for example, in our neighborhood, some coconut trees that are very, very tall. They're tall, 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 skinny ones. And they're always, they. Uh, this property is unkept and they're always falling off just regularly in the road. And so even some months ago as a neighbor, we, you know, as a neighborhood group, we were like, why isn't this property owner taking better care of their property? Because one of these days, one of those coconuts, somebody's going to be out there, their kids in the neighborhood riding up down their bicycle, their people walking their dogs. One of those coconuts is just going to, bad timing, fall and lick somebody on top of the head or, or fall in somebody's car and cause significant damage. So um, be cognizant of that, right? Shake down your coconut trees. Uh, I don't know why some of you allow certain coconut trees to grow that tall to begin with. It really isn't necessary. You know, th think about your surroundings and what is going to pose a danger to you. So stop calling down damnation and ruin on people because that is just stupid. Good morning, Sophinia. Uh, morning, Aliano. He's saying he's love his Samsung Galaxy honey chill. Um, bad mind people, trust me. So Gareth says homes used to be built on stilts and many homes in Little Cayman are still built that way. Jackie says yes and um, per pervert alert to neighborhood or districts. Oh, I think it was Hunter asking about an Amber Alert. So an Amber Alert for children? Well, we have a new emergency alerting system, which obviously uh, was not used. I guess they didn't feel a need to use that. Um, you know. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, okay. All right. Okay. Mosa. All right, folks. Very good. Uh, let me see here. Um, so this morning says uh, when the hurricane and earthquake hit, it's going to affect the holy and the unholy. <laughs> Mother Nature does not um, discriminate. Um, so again. There's some additional um, footage here of um, somebody said, Lord, you're goat mouth. <laughs> There's some additional footage here of why the NRA has asked us this morning to make this very, very important announcement. Let me show you guys what's happening on the waterfront. Um, here you go. This is what the waterfront looks like this morning. This Stay is out the Monkey, Yeah. Wow. All right, folks. Look at that. Why, why are people walking through there? Like, where are you going this morning? 
to work. Where, where, where are you going to work? Uh, take an alternate route, folks, not the waterfront. Uh, Gareth says that Cayman is on a fault line. Earthquakes are common in, common in the Cayman Islands, even though most are not felt. Uh, Johan, good morning. He's looking for a bit more excitement, he says this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's crazy. All right. Rough Seas says, I think she only needs permission if there's more than 20 people protesting. Really? I thought it was permission point blank because um, of a number of different reasons, the um, RCIPS safety and so forth, but she obviously doesn't care. So who am I to say? No one has ever enforced it. Uh-huh. Um, the insurance company will be pu- will punish everyone, says Vanessa. Well, you know, insurance risk is one of those things that it is spread across um, not just communities and countries, but it is spread across the entire world. One of the reasons that our insurance premiums went up this year has absolutely nothing to do um, with, uh, what would you call it? Absolutely has nothing to do with, um, uh, with us and what we have been up to and what has happened to us is because of the storms in Florida. Over the last couple of years, Florida has had some major storms that have impacted, um, you know, some people in Florida can't even get policies. Y'all think insurance is bad and came in. You need to go check out what's happening in the state of Florida. And so unfortunately, that is also passed on to us as well. Um, Dean says here in Jamaica, there's a lot of damage as well. Why all the hate though? Hate to see hate lives while love dies. Yeah, people are just idle, Miss Dean. That's the only thing. I mean, I think that people get so caught up in their overzealousness when it comes to religion. Like they want to blame everything on God. That's why so many people can't take accountability for their own actions is because um, they literally, oh, God made me do it. And it's like, no, he didn't. You had a life. So everything is God's fault. My God, what a mess. Um, Live says that they're so stupid, but yet Cayman provides them with their bread and butter. What an ungrateful set of people. They not see a Norwester yet. <laughs> what would they say? Uh, when the sea water circle the post office. It's just ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. So um, Debbie says, our Amber Alert system is Sandy. Um, so Hunter says, play my video. We need an Amber Alert system for emergencies, people, and storm watches. So we already have, it's not an Amber Alert because an Amber Alert is specific to missing children in the US, but we do have an emergency notification system, uh, Hunter, which was actually launched, I wanna say maybe even year before last. Uh, let me see, emergency uh, notification. What's it called again? And remember that we had them on the show and they all went through um, how to install it on your phones. So March of 2022, if you go to our website, New emergency notification drill scheduled for Thursday morning. Um, so hazard management, and it's they were testing the national. Here's what it's called, Hunter. So again, get get read up on some of this stuff. The National Emergency Notification System, NENS, 
um, has been launched. So we have that already. They didn't use it, but it doesn't mean that we don't have it. So obviously they did not think that this was something that warranted the use of that system. But maybe some of you have not heard of NENS. Um, so they did an exercise, an intergovernmental exercise back in 2022, where they basically did like a fake tsunami exercise. If you are not aware of this app, uh, please go and check it out. Again, it's called NENS. And I think Simon Boxall was the one who was doing some public awareness and training on this. And you can contact him at 244-3145. They came on the show. They showed you how to register, how to make sure you could get alerts directly to your phone. And so it was actually launched in March of 2022. So we've had it now in place for almost two years, um, Hunter. So go back. I'll share the link here in case some of you are not aware of it. It's the kind of thing that you want to ensure that you're aware of it and that you have the app actually installed on your phone. I think there were other things with some updates and communication that has nothing to do with NEMS because NEMS is not meant to send out every single notification from government. NEMS is the official emergency alert system only. So there will only be certain uh, high level things like a tsunami is coming and you got five minutes to get to the highest point on the island. It would be that sort of a message that NEMS would be used for. Um, I think where things go a bit off the rails is um, where you have, you know, other situations like um, other types of notifications uh, that are not reaching the people, like the school closures. You know, we had some sort of criticisms around that for sure. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. So Jamila says, Hunter, we do. If you signed up, you get the notifications because I got notifications about the recent weather. Andrew, good morning. Says submersible pumps needed uh, in Rum Point and nearby hotel condos having underground parking amenities. I mean, Andrew, you would have thought that as part of their construction, given the fact that they actually build where they build and they get CPA planning, you would think that part of the requirements from the CPA would indeed have been um, that these pumps are installed. I mean, Finn says they've got like four to six pumps um, in case there are multiple layers of drainage systems and stuff are breached, then, you know, that should be, um, they, they can at least be utilized, right? Um, Garrett says, I wonder if people know if they rely so much on nature as divine signs. It is a lot like paganism since paganism is about nature. Oh, good grief. <laughs> what a hot mess. Um, Hunter's asking if that's sufficient. Deming says, this is what I want to know. Why hazard management gave no warning? Well, I think that, um, I think, you know, we knew that a system was coming. We received indications of that. 
it seems that yesterday morning, some of the messages in relation to, um, you know, road closures and other things, there was some sort of a hiccup in getting those out there. And in fact, it seems to me that uh, they were meeting early yesterday morning. And you know why we were trying to call them. That's why we could get some of these things. So Rachel says, this is the government warning email I got at 4.30 p.m. on Monday the 5th. So um, she shares that message. Yeah, we we got that and we published that, but I think people were not aware of exactly how much of a system this would be. You know, when, when they say a cold front, you're like, yeah, cold front, put on a sweater. That's what most of you were thinking. We said from Monday's show, if you go back and listen, we're talking about gusts of how much. So the Weather Service did put that information out there, to be fair to them. Uh, we knew, obviously, what was coming, but I think a lot of us still did not appreciate exactly what that meant. Y'all forgot about the storm surge. And so maybe there could have been more urgent messaging around that. Um, I think also what they could have done in terms of the urgent messaging is uh, maybe some explanatory videos about when we say gusts of 30 to 50 knots, this is what gusts of 30 to 50 knots actually does. When we talk about a storm surge of, you know, up to 13 feet, this is what it means. Because they said, don't go in the water from Monday. They said, you know, this cold front means no water activities. They've suspended all water activities. And I still don't think a lot of people fully appreciated what that meant. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello. Oh. Sorry, I think that was Miss Darlene calling. Um, Andrew says the largest iceberg, 23A, has long broken off, threatening ships' routes projected to impact Georgia. Oh, good grief. Uh, Damien says the sister islands have their warning system. Sorry, they could use siren warning systems and towers. Uh, I think the best thing that they can do with first floor condos that got mashed up from the storm, they might as well turn them into private garages or private indoor, outdoor uh, rec rooms for all residents. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, whatever they are, you're going to have to expect that they're going to um, sustain some damage for sure. Okay. Uh, let me see here now. So this person said they did use NENS yesterday. I, oh, really? I totally didn't get it. Um, but I also have a new phone, which I probably haven't set up. I think I might have to reset that up. So that that's on me. Um, but thank you so much to this caller said that they did use it. So Hunter, it seems like you probably need to sign up for it. And I need to reactivate mine because I guess if you switch phones. Uh, listen, the government agency that's responsible for this, for the whole NENS thing, maybe it's time that y'all did another public campaign again. Please be reminded that you can't do one public campaign and hope that everybody heard it and everybody got it. Um, you've got to constantly, your messaging has to be consistent and constantly reinforce. So thank you so much to um, this person who actually sent us screenshots and said they did do it. And here is the proof, which we love to see, of the messaging that went out. So this was from the 5th, which was Monday at 4.30 p.m., they sent out this advisory. 
So again, you've obviously got to sign up for it. It's not something that is automatic and that you um, automatically receive. But this was sent out. That there's a strong cold front expected to affect the Cayman Islands from the late, late this evening, um, bringing near gale force winds and very rough seas. Weather conditions will begin deteriorating this afternoon, continuing to tomorrow, the 6th of February. Wave heights forecasted to be between 9 to 15 feet and road closures will be in place from 7 p.m. So it is unfortunate uh, that this was sent out and it appears that still there were a lot of people who did not receive this. But thank you so much um, to this caller. And, you know, Hunter asked the question about effectiveness. I think that obviously um, the respective government agencies have to um, continue to, uh, you know, send out these messages and be very, very consistent. And they did advise here the closure of the schools at 6.52 a.m. is when that one went out. Of course, as we know, by then, because kids got to get up at the crack of dawn, the kids out in Northside, Frank Sound area, they were already on the school bus being picked up by the school bus. So I don't know what time the decision was made by the Department of Education, but if this only went out at 6.52 in the morning, some kids would have already been en route, en route to school, sorry. Um, all right, so Hunter gets signed up for that. Uh, uh, Teus is asking, how do you sign up? Let me, um, you know, let me tell Simon he needs to get back out there and, and do some more work on this because I think everybody should know about the system it should certainly know how to sign up. So let me, um, I'll send it in the government media group. Um, and let me just say that uh, some people don't know about men's and asking, so they need to go out there and do their job, asking about signing up. So another public campaign, but yes. Uh, Hunter says you can't make public safety the public's responsibility. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, well, we all have to take, if you care about your own safety, you've got to definitely take some accountability as well. Um, Irvlin says, I was away and I got the messages more than once. Didi, good morning. How quickly Hurricane Ian has been forgotten. I hope you mean Ivan. Which one was Ian? I don't even remember Ian, but anyway, Ivan was the one that you probably can't forget. Uh, be prepared and expect the unexpected better to be safe than be regrettable of mishaps. It wasn't that bad on the beach, just certain coast, coastlines like Northwest Point and the cove areas, the beach was good for surfing. Not a recommendation. Not a recommendation surfing out in this water. Not at all. Um, next time they all need to spell out the weather means for property risk and, and risk of a storm surge damage. If, for example, wave heights of 15 feet means water side properties can sustain structural damage. Wind gusts of 30 to 40 knots means take down that can take down power lines and so on. People don't connect the weather with the impact. And that I absolutely agree with Rachel. And I think that's exactly what has happened here. People are like, cold weather. Okay. Put on a sweater. Um, oh yes, Ivan. Thank you, Miss Didi for that correction. 
All right, folks. So I saw a lot of you sending around notifications, um, a message to the insurance companies that you didn't buy oceanfront property. Don't blame you. It ain't got nothing to do with you. And I, well, you know, yeah, okay. That's nice. But what I'm going to tell you is you just wasted typing or copying all of that text for nothing because insurance companies don't care uh, whether you buy oceanfront property or not. Risk is spread across to everybody. Let me just take a quick commercial break, folks. Final notice. Business closure of Aeropost GCM. Aeropost Grand Cayman will permanently cease operations in the Cayman Islands. Closure date, January 31st, 2024. We sincerely thank you for your business and support over the years. Your loyalty has been greatly appreciated. For a collection of pending packages, please contact 345-814-2438. Please be advised that Dino Nazi and Saxon Pope are no longer associated with Aeropost Grand Cayman. Sincerely, Aeropost GCM. Looking for an affordable, reliable car with low miles, full leather interior, three-camera dash cam, Apple CarPlay, and much more? This 2019 Jeep Cherokee Latitude Plus 4x4 is a steal with multiple upgrades. Call today. Seller is motivated, so don't delay. Send a WhatsApp message on 324-1613 to arrange a viewing. Crichton Properties is one of Cayman's most trusted real estate companies for over 50 years. We offer a diverse selection of property listings and help our clients navigate the world of buying or selling their properties with confidence. Crichton is a name you can trust with our excellent customer service and family-friendly touch. Contact us today to list your home, land, or condo for sale by calling 949-5250 or email info at crichtonproperties.com. Com. Crichton Properties, a trusted Cereba member. Come back to the program. So um, someone said, yes, I agree that there could be, um, you're right, there could be more consistent messaging um, around, uh, you know, things like emergency messages and so on. So, you know, that's, that's a matter um, for government. Um, but yes, so get on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was just mentioning um, your um, sort of concerns about your insurance policy. So I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but a lot of people feel as though if they put up this post in insurance companies that they're actually going to pay attention to you. Well. I doubt it. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Um, so the messaging went like this. It said, let me just find somebody who posted one of them. It said, um, dear, and then some people even tagged their specific insurance companies. So I see one person tagged Britt K. And it says, I did not build my house on the beach, waterfront, oceanfront, et cetera. I listened to the sage advice of the oldest generations of Caymanians who said they couldn't give away beachfront property in their day because everyone knew it was useless land. Subject to incredible damage during storms, I also did not have underground parking because, well, we're located in Hurricane Alley and the sea surrounds us and water moves a lot like everywhere, not especially downhill, below sea level. 
So when you begin to get all of these claims over the next few days, please remember where they live and where I live. And do not roll out blanket increases in my policies. I am not your problem and do not deserve to be thrown into the same bucket and penalized. My rates have already uh, unnecessary. My rates are already unnecessarily too high. Thank you, signed. She who built her house upon the rock. And then uh, different people are posting this. So, I mean, it sounds nice. And I know a lot of people are like, yes, thank you for saying that. That's great. But it will have zero impact on CG Brit K, Island Heritage, any and all of these companies don't care about your messaging. The way that insurance works is your risk, there is an element, very small element of individual assessment of your risk when it comes to property, uh, more so health insurance. You know, they're going to look at your specific health, life insurance. They want to know all your ins and outs of your mama, what she died of, how many sisters have had this, and diabetes runs in family cancers. Those are the things that you can do something about, which is so ironic because most of us don't do anything about the things that we can control, our health risk. When it comes to property risk, yeah, if you don't want to be on the beach, that's why you're not going to pay a ridiculous premium. I remember some months ago, I was looking at some properties, like, oh, you know, it'd be nice to have a little investment property, whatever. And I saw a condo out by Moritz, uh, one of those group of condos out there. And I was actually quite pleasantly surprised at the price of the condo. It wasn't that bad. And I thought, wow, this is reasonable. <laughs> Until I saw the monthly strata payments. I was like, what the what? The strata payments would probably be in excess of your mortgage payments. Why? Because it's oceanfront, right on the beach, and you better believe you're going to pay a premium for coverage. Now, insurance is a little bit like gambling, honey chow. For years, you're playing, and you never win. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Not that, not that putting in a claim is going to be a win for anybody. But you never put in a claim. So yes, you might pay on a policy for 20, 30 years. And the one day that Ivan comes along and wipes out your beachfront condo and the entire complex has to rebuild, that's when you then put in your million-dollar claim. So insurance risk, you hear these reinsurance companies, it is spread throughout the region and, in fact, throughout the entire world. Do you guys know that when there are catastrophic, catastrophic events that happen that hit the insurance industry worldwide, we all pay for it? So if there's another tsunami in Thailand, there'll be a trickle-down effect to us here all the way in half around the world in the Cayman Islands. And that ain't got nothing to do with us. I didn't see y'all posting about that, but I'm just saying. That has nothing to do with us, but understand how insurance works. Yeah? 9-11 is one of the, probably the biggest worldwide insurance claim situation falling from a singular incident that has ever, ever occurred. The world of insurance turned upside down um, on that particular date. 
I mean, if you go and read about the insurance aftermath because of 9-11, there have been books that have been written on this. If you're a scholar of uh, tort law and insurance, go and check this one out. It's called the Tort and Insurance Law Journal. And they have an article here about the insurance aftermath of September 11th. No one in the insurance industry ever foresaw an incident like 9-11. And so there were so many types of claims that were coming in. Business interruption, obviously life insurance claim, property insurance claims. Um, you know, the world came to a standstill. It was just, you know, airline companies being shut down for days, not being able to fly. They were making claims. It, it was crazy. It was absolutely, in their minds, uh, unforeseeable and quite a shocking um, situation. But it really puts things in perspective because even now, here's one in Moody's um, on their website talking about the lasting impacts of 9-11 on the insurance industry, 20-year retrospective of tourism risk modeling. And it says that 20 years ago, the terrorist attacks on 9-11 shocked the world and changed how the insurance industry viewed terrorism risk, previously considered an un unmodelable risk. This single event made it clear that the industry needed effective solutions for managing what was then a poorly understood threat. The types of, you know, games that were canceled. So, listen, it was humongous. They were not ready for it. Now, as a result of this, they have what they say is, you know, best practices for modeling, quantifying and managing terrorism risk and so on. But the trickle-down effect of the types of claims and stuff is something that, quite honestly, had a uh, significant impact on all of our lives. Go, go and have a look at it because I think it really helps to, um, for people to understand how insurance risk works and how a single event can upend, um, you know, all of, of how this works. See what this one says, insurance implications of September 11th and possible re responses. My apologies, I'm getting a little bit congested. This one's from, from all the way back in 2002. And again, it talks about how the September 11th uh, attack was a defining moment for this generation, but also defining moment in the world of insurance. So the insurance industry, you know, has really um, changed and was directly impacted because of this single event. And this is how they define it. It was, and I'm sure still is, the largest single insured event in history. Insurance companies are expected to pay more than $50 billion to victims of the attack, which was more than eight times what the federal government is expected to pay through the victim's compensation program. And that's just, that $50 billion, I'm sure, probably doesn't include all of the other things. I mean, that's more of the direct, there's a lot of indirect uh, claims that would have been put um that would have been impacted and stuff as well. So the single, the largest single insured event in history, we all pay for it. We're here in the Cayman Islands. Um, it had nothing to do with us. And yet uh, we're going to pay for it. 
Okay. Um, and so it is with storms and everything else. Kevin can tell you when he was talking about the other day what he's paying in insurance for his um, HOA in Florida is ridiculous. So kind of crazy. Someone else also sending verification that they got the NEMS alert as well. So very, very good. Thank you so much. Uh, traffic backed up on Linford Pearson this morning. Again, traffic delays, folks, are to be expected if you're having to go to town. Um, so let me see here now. All right, so we have a few messages. This person says, yes, you're correct. Government keeps, uh, got to keep messaging campaigns going. Um, so, uh, okay, let me see here. Um, someone says, does Hunter not listen or understand and cannot figure it out? He isn't ready at all. These are, there are other government resources there. Sorry. There are other resources besides government. Why the heavy reliance on government for everything? Christ. I saw the kids on crew road this morning from 6 30 AM waiting on the bus. So Hunter didn't know about weather alerts and came in and asking if it's sufficient. Um, okay. All right. Okay. Let me see uh, this person. Oh, oh my God. Where is this? A roundabout in West Bay. Okay, we'll post that up later on. Um, the, this is a vehicle, a Honda vehicle that's parked at the roundabout in West Bay. This looks like this is almost right in the roundabout, to be honest. And this person, uh, there's a for sale sign on it. And it looks like it's been abandoned on our roadway. Come on, folks, you can't do this. Not on a public roadway. Okay, let me see something. Uh, Y'all gotta do better. I'm all about self-reliance, believe me you. Every day, I'm like, we, we gotta be solving our own problems now. Look at, look at the ridiculousness of this situation. This person has this vehicle up for sale on a public roundabout on a public road. Let's call them this morning. These are the types of things that are not just an eyesore, but uh, this causes, there's another one parked somewhere the other day and I saw it and I thought, oh, well, that's a hazard for somebody running right into that. Um, Unbelievable. All right, let's give them a call. <coughs> mm-hmm. Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning, sir. Morning. Um, this is Sandra Hill. How are you? I'm okay. Yes, beautiful. Calling from Cayman Mall Road. You have a Honda Civic for sale on the roadway in West Bay? Yes, ma'am. Okay. 
Are you aware that that's actually parked on the public streets in the roundabout and now it's missing tires as well? I'm aware that it's missing a tire. Oh, but okay. the thing is, it, it, it's not able to move now, so I'm trying to get it started out so I can move it. Oh, so you're going to have it towed because somebody says it's been there for weeks now. For about, yeah, well, no, it, they it said it's been there for three months? Three months? That's what they say. I mean, I'm only reading the message that they've sent. So it hasn't been there that long? It's been there a while, though. I'm not really sure of the specific time. But as I said, it has an, it had an issue, so that's okay. the reason why it didn't sell. Somebody came to look at it, so perfectly, but it couldn't move, so it didn't get to what yes. it was yeah. So, I mean, they're reporting it to us, saying that this is, um, you know, they, they thought it was just a broken-down car. So it wasn't broken down, you parked it there to sell it? Or it was broken down? No, it down? wasn't broken down, and somebody stole the wheel, so that was the issue why it moved in the first place, and then... When I, when, when I got back the wheel and, mm-hmm. and tried to get it sold, then it had mm-hmm. another issue. Ah. All right. So because somebody contacted me about it, but the wheel was the, was the issue. Uh-huh. After that, and that was right. That put the first thing and somebody went and sold the wheel. Yes. So, um, you know, me, but it's me, not a broken down car. It's a driving car. It is a driving car. All right. Well, yeah. may, maybe... Um, <laughs> Maybe getting a hold of a tow company, they can help you move it to your yard where then you can have people come and view it until you sort out what's going on with it. But it, I would say that that's probably not the best place to park it. But it's not on the roadway now. And several cars are behind it marked for sale as well. So it's not on the okay. roadway. It's off the roadway outside of the uh-huh. boat. But you, several cars are parked behind it for sale as well. Well, I don't know about the other so several cars, understand. but I think that this is actually public property. So that's where the issue comes in. It's not private property. Um, I don't know who those other car owners are. I mean, we'll have to explore that. But I think this is public property. It is part of a roundabout system, even if it's kind of out of the way. Um, I would say that this vehicle probably still shouldn't be there. Has DA, DEA hasn't contacted you about the vehicle? DEH? No, no, nobody contacted me. No one has contacted you. No, uh, what I'm saying, several cars are there. And cars are even longer than my car. There's a car behind it that I came there and saw it way before my car. Uh-huh. There's a one behind my car that, is, that has been there now. Like, right. So you you do avoid the issue. Yeah, we 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 would appreciate that. Well, I I'm just looking at the photos and I'm gonna be honest with you. I would have to go and see exactly where this is. Um, to get another angle. But I think the reason why yours stands out, the others look like they're actually parked kind of in a line towards the back of whatever this roundabout is. I think yours is closer to the main road and it also now has vehicle um, tires missing. So people are wondering, you know, I'm just looking at another angle of it and I can see cars passing you in the roundabout. So I think yours is close to the road. And so it looks more like yours might've just been a derelict vehicle that had broken down or something. 
not yeah, just... the reason why no that's it and the process and this thing about the front uh-huh. the thing is the reason why I don't replace the tire and someone somebody came there and some artist right it's currently in the shop yeah. Well, I mean, for the safety of your own car, it's obvious that that's just not a safe location. So I would say, yeah, it's best to move it. Well, sir, thank you so much. Um, we appreciate you taking the call this morning, and we'll look forward to it being moved shortly. Then, yes. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I'll right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yep. All right, folks, um, just just please be reminded that, you know, DEH, uh, they say that they will collect your derelict vehicles. You just need to notify them. He says it isn't a derelict vehicle. He's actually looking to um, this one is past the Kimpton. Um, past the Kimpton. I need to drive down there and have a look. Um, but yes, this is the Cayman Islands. Let me try to bring home the point. We are doing our best to keep our environment, our homes, at least the exterior of your property, looking a particular way. These rundown vehicles, car tires missing, they look like they're derelict vehicles, broken down on the side of the road. Things happen, but you can't leave them there for extended periods of time. I understand you break down the side of the road. Call yourself a tow truck, honey jail. Get some assistance moving these vehicles out of the way. Take them back at your yard and park them up there. So if you have a landlord or you own a house and you don't mind having your yard look like that, when it, once it's inside your yard, although I still say, you know, let's try to keep even our yards looking decent. That's a little bit more on you. Um, there is accidents that happen. People get in an accident and they want to just abandon the vehicle on the side of the road, oh, well, I'm dealing with the insurance company. That has nothing to do with your vehicle sitting there for weeks and months on end. So I thank the gentleman for being kind enough to say that he will get it sorted out. I don't believe anybody, sir, is picking on you. I just think that it needs to go. Um, and yours, like I said, looks like from the photos to be the closest one um, to the street. So people are saying this is down by Georgetown Yacht Club. Oh, okay. I'm going to go by and have a look later. Shaka Zulu's has came on road. Authorities should be ashamed of themselves, allowing the eyesore to be uh, in place like that for more than 24 hours. And this is a situation, folks, that we've been over numerous times because the road authorities are going to tell you this isn't their problem. This doesn't fall under their remit. There seems to be a lot of back and forth about who is ultimately responsible for derelict vehicles. DEH has some responsibility. The police have some responsibility. NRA, not so much so, but it's a lot of confusion about who ultimately will um, get it done. Maybe CMR just got it done for them, and now DEH has one less thing to worry about today. I don't know. Y'all keep an eye on it for me, please. If it's not moved in the next couple of days, let's give him... Until Friday, today's Wednesday, I think that's a reasonable amount of time to contact a tow truck, don't you? All right. Pat, good morning. Pat says, perspective and current political candidates, please take note. Come ready. 
Um, yes, it would be very helpful if y'all come ready. Somebody sent me a message this morning. Um, hold on, Lauren, let me try to find it. Um, big shout out to Mr. Denver. I don't know if he's listening to the show this morning, but someone sent me a message that he posted. Um, I think it's, I don't know which group it is. I think it's one of these. I love the Cayman Islands group. I don't know exactly what the, um, what the message, what the original post was. Cause I didn't see that, but I wanted to thank Denver for the, um, shout out. Um, let me show you guys this message that was sent to me this morning. Thank you, Denver, for the vote of confidence. So somebody posted, like I said, I don't know what the original post said. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know what the original post is about, but to, uh, say thank you to Mr. Denver, he replied to somebody named Roland and said, yes, thank you. However, easier said than done to vote for the better candidates. I guess it had something political to do. I don't know. Uh, this time around, we have CMR that will be playing a vital role in helping our people to make um, the right vote. So again, I don't really know what it was about. He said something about um, Royal Palms clothes and all places sale, sale, say for a single lady. Um, something about parties and going out. Hurricane Ivan destroyed our sweet, simple condo in the back of the old two-story building at Beachcomber. So I don't, I don't know what the original post was about. But anyway, big shout out for Denver, to Denver for giving us a, a bit of a vote of confidence, I guess, that we are going to um, be helping those of you who want to make better choices when it comes to your, your elected officials uh, coming up next year in 2025. And uh, we're going to do our best. You know, y'all y'all have got to listen, but we're going to definitely do our best. All right. Um, Magnum Opus says the ghetto mentality has taken a hold of Cayman. Um, Aliano says it's out of the way still. Aliano? No. No, no. No, no. Um, Alejandro says was all non-worthy car in the road. Who the hell does it and gets away with it? I'm not quite sure. I, I something missing there. Um, Shaka Zulu. Uh, thank you, El Ray says that's past the Kimpton. Uh, Shaka Zulu says this is an example that the third world mentality, third world country mentality brought to Cayman. It's so prevalent. Wow. And, you know, Department of... Um, the Ministry of uh, Tourism recently did this whole beautification campaign just a few months ago, um, really trying to encourage people to think more about what you're doing that impacts not just the beautification of our island, but sometimes leaving these derelict vehicles around the place, they pose a hazard to the environment. Some of them have oil leaking and all sorts of stuff. Just think for a moment. One of the things that has attracted so many people to our beautiful island has largely been how we keep and maintain our surroundings. You, you enjoy the fact that it probably doesn't look like where you've come from. I'm always, one of the things, anytime I travel, the first thing I notice is the cleanliness 
of public roads, because I think that says a lot about the country as a whole. If garbage is overflowing, like New York, oh my God. When I went to New York, now I get it. It was garbage night. Everybody puts it out. But the amount of garbage, and you know, New York has a huge rodent problem. Child, they're big like this, about to kidnap your children and take them underneath the subway, right? It's just deplorable. Try to remember again, this is the Cayman Islands. We're trying to keep it beautiful. We don't have much to offer, but we do have a relatively pristine and beautiful environment. And we would sure like to keep it that way. So do your part. Don't leave, I don't care what the backstory is. Don't leave your vehicles out like that, right? Don't leave your garbage. Don't throw out garbage out the cigarette butts and garbage all over the place. Come on. Y'all know better, do better. Chaka Zulu says in Florida, they're going to tow that vehicle in 24 hours, no questions asked. Our government might have to start thinking about it. Uh, Magnus says, you think that they care what Cayman is trying to do. They don't give a crap, don't care in their own country, much less here. Facts. Aye, aye, aye. Marshall says he needs to get a flatbed truck, tow truck, and move that off the main road. It's not a good sight to see car like that. And to be quite honest, um, you know, there's lots of tow, tow trucks out there that can help. So lots of these cars are past the 20-year mark that should be an incentive to buy these off of people because some private companies can bankroll this. What? Why would it, Aliana, you've lost me. Why would a private company want to buy 20-year-old cars? For what purpose exactly? <sighs> Marshall says, I can tell you, here in the U.S., you won't see a car on the side of the road for too long, no matter what condition it's in. Leave it there for a couple of days, and when you come back, you won't see it. <laughs> um, Estella, Estella says, uh, what happened to the police? They're not doing their job. Well, they have said in the past that it's not them. Go ask Miss Romelia. She's always complaining about all the vehicles down Windsor Park, and they're like, yeah, they're not got nothing to do with us. Um... So, what a hot mess. All right. Good morning, Miss Orlean. How are you? Good to see you. Shaka Zulu says amen to Marshall's comment that it would not be there for long. All right, folks. 936-2626. Let me see what else I had on the discussion list for today. Um. Oh, yes. So, I'm going to be doing a little... Um, community engagement this evening. So um, big shout out to the Cayman Islands Chamber for inviting me to participate in their Leadership Cayman um, event. So um, looking forward to that. Uh, let me see now. Uh -huh. Okay, so we had, um, oh, let me read a few messages. And then I want to talk about this case here. Uh Okay. All righty. All right, let's see here. Sandy here again. Because I keep saying we need marshals for these things. Um it irks me how Cayman, how we Caymanians have become so nasty and turn a blind eye um on keeping our island clean. Some, not all of us. Uh, 
Okay, so morning. Uh huh. All right. Okay, cars are there all the time. So whichever department responsible should go and deal with it, says another listener to the program. Um, and we have updated footage of our government officials hard at work. So let me show you guys this. They've sent this in to say that they are getting it done. So I, I want y'all to understand the magnitude really of, of what this cleanup is going to entail, not just for private individuals, but for government as well. So we just got this footage. So for the benefit of our radio listeners, that was some video footage from the NRA um, of them basically trying to pick up debris on the waterfront with the backhoe truck there and giving it a good cleaning up. So thank you to all of the hard working men and women who make up the National Roads Authority, as well as DEH, because they are um, two government agencies that are obviously very, very busy this morning trying to get our roadways cleared out. So that, you know, the, the waterfront can um, continue to have traffic and can reopen. And I guess there's no cruise ships in today, given uh, this weather. Somebody sent me a picture of one yesterday that had bypassed us or was out there far out. And I thought to myself, my goodness, somebody didn't give them the memo. I would hate to be in a cruise um, or on a cruise ship during uh, weather like that. Did y'all see the photo as well? of the puffer fish. So a lot of fish um, came on shore, I guess. And um, somebody sent me one, I should see if I can find it again, of this puffer fish, that poor thing, he did not survive the storm. There he is. Oops, there we go, see him there? Yep, him and a bunch of sargasm made it up. Um, this is on the waterfront because you can see the, the port in the background, the cranes over there. Ay, ay, ay. What a hot mess. Okay. Well, there you have it. Thank you. Thank you again. Big shout out to that RA. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> let me just see what else we're getting here. Um, all right. So this person says this is a problem. They bring bad habits here because others are doing it. Does it make it right or Okay. For other people to do it. And I was going to address that because it's always easy um, when we say, oh, yeah, but other people are parking there. And that is why, to be honest, from an enforcement perspective, that you um, don't allow it to happen. You know, you, you simply don't allow anybody to park there. And then you won't have any arguments from other people about, um, about oh, you know. 
Yeah, the, the, well, somebody else gets to park there, blah, blah, blah. Um, so someone says, morning, it's a space in front of the dark nursery that they use to park the cars for sale, but his car is actually on the roundabout. But it, is that area private property or is that um, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask some people over dark, because I'm curious to know if that's private property, which means that they should probably do more in terms of enforcement, or is that actually um, government property? And to be quite quite frank, um, you know, there are um, there are people who have private property that's adjacent to the road and close to the road. And they allow it to be used um, for that purpose. But again, I'm not quite sure or clear if that is the case here. I don't, I, I just don't know. So perhaps some more needs to go into that. All right, this person says um, it's the police responsibility. The laws are clear and their enforcement of the law. Thank you for talking about this. Um, from a tourism and beautification perspective, it's one of the biggest issues. Uh, um, another person weighs in, says there's a lot of cars in that area and some, there are lots of cars in that area and some there. He's closer to the road, but lots of cars there for sale. If you come out of the yacht club and driving into town, it's on the left as you come out of the yacht club. All right, I'm going to take a drive down there later and have a look. Um so, um, mm -hmm. okay. Uh huh. All right. Okie dokie. Let me see. Yes. Um, for the um, notification, nens.gov.ky, someone sent the link. Thank you very much. So go and check that out. Uh, by the way, the regiment was not deployed yesterday, just as an FYI. Um, you know, the other agencies, I think they're only deployed when it's when they're absolutely really, really needed. So it's happy to see that they were not deployed. Uh, this person says it's sunny and nice today. It does look beautiful. It's amazing what happens after a storm. It seems like everything just seems refreshed once you clean up all the debris, right? So this person says it's sunny and nice today and we still have sin. <laughs> That's for sure. Tagging insurance companies on Facebook is like praying as same one listening, <laughs> not to mention the fraudulent claims costing as well. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, thank you very, very much. Did CYB save the container? I don't know yet. Um, if that container got saved or not, I have no clue. So we're waiting on the government to still do um, a proper assessment um, of uh, the damage and you know to let us know really. So thank you, uh, Renee has confirmed that the Carnival Magic was scheduled to visit Grand Cayman today and they have canceled and the vessel is remaining overnight docked in Ocho Rios in Jamaica. Probably a very, very smart move. Uh, 
there's a lot of traffic still in the Eastern districts. And they're asking if this is because of the work on Wilty Drive. Wow. For the last couple of days, though, um, people on the Eastern districts have been complaining about an immense amount of traffic. And I wasn't really quite sure because I got an alert yesterday about it as well. I wasn't even sure what was causing it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Um, okay. So we have a couple of our young people to feature this morning and we will do so on our social media page, but big shout out to the year 11 students at Clifton Hunter School um, who were dressed for success last week, Thursday, when a number of employers came to school to conduct mock interviews so that they could practice their interview techniques. Students were presented with a range of jobs that they could apply for. They drafted their resumes and cover letters and were invited for interviews and then came into the school dressed for success and to exhibit nothing but the best for their interviewers. Wow. Look at these young people. Let me show you all now. This is fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing this with us because we hear all the bad stories when some of our young people, and they're always the minority, trust me, but we get to hear when they're up to bad behavior, but seldom do we get the feel good stories like this one to see what an amazing job our young people are doing. So year 11 over at Clifton Hunter, well done. You guys look fantastic. Everybody's looking nice and professional um, in these photos here. And I appreciate this listener to the program who has uh, shared this with us. And I think this is great. This is the kind of thing that you want to have in all schools, but most certainly in your government schools where you're getting young people this practical experience that they need, where they get to practice applying for a job, sending out your resume, doing a mock interview, because this is exactly, folks, how you get the relevant practice. You know, everybody's always complaining. I don't have the experience. You say you want experience, but how am I going to get experience with a job? Um, mock interviews and mock situations like this give you the ability to get some experience. And I also want to thank um, all of the companies who would have participated in this. Thank you also uh, for doing this because I think this type of initiative is extremely important for the development of our young people. All right. Um, Cameron says, Romelia is their match. Good morning to power. Uh, Cece says they better look through, see if they find any jewelry wash up on, uh, wash up from Ivan days. I was looking, but found two blow up fish and one solid fish. You're so funny, Cece. You're not going to find any jewelry. There's no hidden treasure coming ashore. Um, yep. Look at the catalytic, catalytic converters and the metals in those and how much they sell for. Well, Aliano, sounds like it's a business idea for you to launch. DART is government, says Cameron, at least government's insurance. Well, I'm going to find out if DART owns that property. Um, the government should not be confused on this topic. The law should be clear as day. They just need to educate themselves on the laws, says Shaka Zulu. Good morning, Sandra. Uh, what happened by lower police have the roadblock? So we were just saying that, that apparently there's, I, I don't know if it's just roadworks or what's going on, but something is causing significant traffic um, coming still out of the Eastern districts. Um... 
Uh, Andrew says, Sandy, you're the answer to discipline in homes and more for the implementation crises management courses should be offered in Cayman, sanctioned by multinationals. The implementation crisis management courses. Well, I think the people should have done those already, but. Uh, all right. I don't think that traffic has anything to do with the waterfront, but anyway, we'll see what we can find out. People are stuck in it. When one person says they have not moved for the past um, five minutes, they've been at a complete standstill. Okie dokie. Let's try to uh, get you an answer and see what we can do. Okay. Let's move on. We just saw two police go east with lights on, but not in a hurry. Huh. Mm-hmm. So apparently there's still traffic on Walker's Road and the back of Windsor Park as well. I'm sitting in it trying to get to work. All right. So there's some delays there. Mm. All right, folks. Uh, let's talk about the court case with the dog. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Monroe, um, this is such an unfortunate case on so many different levels, I must tell you. Uh, the prosecution lost the case. The, the magistrate found him not guilty of animal cruelty. Um, I tell you what, on the one hand, I think, you know, you have to understand that in criminal law, there are um, requirements for um, there are requirements for what they call in law mens rea. What that means is most offenses have what is called, and you learn this in criminal law 101, an actus reus and a mens rea. So the act and then the mental requirement, right? Most, but not all offenses, require you to have something in your head that can be said to be an intent. You intended to do it. Whoever, I'm going to confirm who the magistrate was. Obviously, they thought that the prosecution, or they found that the prosecution, did not meet the requirement for the mental element, that there was no intention now, intention doesn't have to be quite as straightforward as you think. So, yes, Cameron says, lesson time. Yes, students, gather close to the front of the class. So sometimes, it depends on the law, and it depends on what the law says. The mens rea for animal cruelty, and I don't know specific for that offense, it could be a high level of neglect so that you should have any, they call it a reasonable man test. Any reasonable man would have been able to foresee that if you left a dog with no food, no fresh water, in direct sunlight all day long, the consequence is that dog is going to die from heat stroke, which is unfortunately exactly what happened to this dog. Well, poor dog. He was such a handsome fella. Um, Baron was his name, canine Baron. Rest in peace. The judge was not convinced that whatever the mens rea is that was required for this offense, the judge was obviously the magistrate. My apologies, summary court is magistrates. The magistrate was not convinced that the the um, prosecution, the prosecutor, 
actually made out their case. I wasn't there to hear the legal arguments. I don't know what the mens rea is even for this offense, to be honest. What I do know is this is a very sad situation all around, if you ask me. Um, K-9 Baron was a smart dog. I think ultimately the RCIPS should be, they themselves as an organization, should be responsible for the death of this dog. Somebody has to be held accountable. Whether or not it was Mr. Monroe, you know, a lot of people feel like, yes, he should have known. This was foreseeable. How do you not know that if you don't give a dog water and, and whatever, that this is going to be the natural consequence? I don't know how much Mr. Monroe knows about the handling of dogs and animals. Or to me, this is almost a common sense thing. But maybe, as I say, common sense isn't too common. I don't know. But there was... Um, Part of the backstory is that he was not the person who would ordinarily be responsible for uh, the care of this, um, of any of the animals. It was a situation where somebody was on vacation and they didn't have a proper plan. So they were like, oh, Mr. Monroe, you're around, just check in and Baron, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how much information he was given. I mean, I don't know. You know, I have a lot of questions, quite frankly, about when you leave a dog in somebody's care, do you not leave very, very specific instructions that say, don't leave the dog. I mean, uh, who puts a dog in a hot sun, but still, right? Make sure he's watered. Maybe Make sure he stays inside. These dogs are valuable monetarily. We purchase them. We train them. They are working service dogs for the police. But beyond that, if you are an animal and dog lover, if you're just a decent human being, you know that a dog's life has value beyond them just being property. So it is unbelievable that this poor dog was made to suffer in the hot sun all day and basically die of a heat stroke. What a horrible death. You know, as human beings, we can't even stay out in the hot sun for a good hour without, you know, oh, we need some water, we're dying of thirst, and so on. So it's just a horrific situation. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I feel sorry for PC Timothy Monroe on the one hand, but I really feel like there's some there's something that went wrong here with this case, and clearly um, that needs to be addressed. So apparently he was left, K-9 Baron was left outside, of the Georgetown police station in a cage in the hot sun without any access to water or food. And uh, the DPP's office instructed them to charge him after an investigation was done and a file was submitted to their office. So they claim that um, Officer Monroe caused the animal's death by failing to raise a sliding gate. And as a result, the dog was denied access to food and water. And then they later on amended it to state that his actions caused canine baron unnecessarily, unnecessary pain and suffering. So the magistrate in finding the police constable not guilty said that the prosecution did not prove that at the time of the incident, Monroe had ill intentions. So it's um, section 70, subsection one of the animal's law 
states that a person who intentionally, that's the key, makes an animal unnecessarily suffer, works uh, an unfit animal, administers poison to the animal, and they go on to tell you what the offense says, will be guilty of this offense. At the time of the incident, Mr. Monroe, who was a junior officer, um, had this dog left in his care because senior officers were off. <sighs> wow. So it says that um, he had followed the unit's policy of cleaning the kennel and ensuring water and food were provided, but he, however, forgot to open the sliding door to give the dog access to, to them. My God. I think that really um, the court heard that he was exhausted, having worked a shift before, and was also feeling ill as a result of having COVID. And he did not know at the time that he had COVID, but tested positive the following day. It just sounds like a real calamity of um, a lot of things went wrong, unfortunately, for this poor dog. And, you know, there are those of us, again, who feel like somebody should be held responsible. Is it Mr. Monroe? Is it his supervisors? You know, he's a junior officer. He's never cared for the dogs before. Did they give him any degree of training as it relates to these dogs? Like, this is how you do it, and this is the cage, and da da, da. You know, when you have a live being that you are responsible for, <laughs> that's immense responsibility. I'm not so sure that a junior officer should have been the one that they left responsible for that. So the judge said the section of the law uh, clearly says a person who intentionally, and they don't find that he intentionally did it. So he's acquitted. It's unbelievable. Um, th this is the kind of thing now where we would like to see a report from the RCIPS uh, about exactly how this happened. Why was he chosen? And how can we ensure that this never, ever, ever happens again? This is so egregious that poor Byron lost his life. And you know what is so crazy? There would have been other people that they could have left this dog, you know, to take care of. And they simply did not do that. Good morning, caller. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, people forget we're live on air. So, um... You know, maybe the proper protocol is um, when the dogs are not, like their normal handlers are not available. Because I think a lot of these dogs actually live with their handlers. They get very attached um, to their handlers. If those people are not available, maybe you put them at a doggy daycare center where you know they're going to get the proper care. Good morning, caller. Morning, Sandra. How are you? Thought I'd, um, being a dog lover, thought I'd jumping on this one real quick because uh, you know if i look on this from an emotional perspective uh, yeah it's definitely devastating yeah uh, completely devastating and, and and incredibly tragic on all kinds of levels yes but i think also too that when you are having to evaluate situations you have to remove the emotions out of it for, yes. the, for the most part um clearly there were errors on multiple levels yes and and i'm going on the basis that this is a professional organization and um, I'll use that term loosely when it comes to this particular outfit. But um, point being is that I'm sure that they have their lessons learned policies. And um, and they are, of course, because of course, this is a big black eye on their outfit. And, mm -hmm. um, and you know, they're going to try to implement their best practices. 
Deborah Boyd, something like this. Yeah. I'm not so sure that the, I'm not so sure that the person in charge of looking after it um, or the persons aren't in fact, you know, completely upset about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that I don't think that they were, uh, and I'd like to think so because if they were in fact, you know, indifferent to the tragic event, mm-hmm. then they have no business being around animals, first and foremost. Right. But when, when you so 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 to that end. You know, it's just like a parent who loses a child in a tragic accident. Mm-hmm. And as we've known, we've had multiple drownings of children in pools. Yes. Um, do we do we lock up the parent? No. Uh, uh, exactly. So we we need to put we need to remove some emotion of this little thing and just look mm-hmm. at it going. This is a tragic series of events. What mm-hmm. the lessons learned? Because the next question I have for you, what, what what do we do if there's if there's clear, blatant. Um, flagrant malice or, or, or indifference uh, and um, on this whole thing, mm-hmm. then throw the book at them. Mm-hmm. But if this has now been born up to see as a, as a tragic event, are we still talking about trying to destroy somebody's career and ability to, to, to earn a living in, in, a, in a job that not many people want to do and maybe something that they're actually passionate about and like to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the questions we have to ask. And I think mm-hmm. that that's what the judge obviously weighed inside there um you know yeah fix the problem we'll uh, um and, and and i'm sure the in, internal procedures are done there so let's not let, let's let's make sure and hold people accountable mm-hmm. but let's not be also completely harsh to the point where we're going to destroy somebody's life mm-hmm. uh, or or i should say professional career um from a, a one-off event mm-hmm. but also too i find that when you use dogs for financial gain, mm-hmm. you you lose you lose that that extra attention to care, mm. that that extra attention to um to affection to that animal, um and this goes out to whether it's police, prison, or any kind of canine security companies and what have you, you know the owner of of the of these companies they they love dogs but. Mm-hmm. You're handing them out to people to handle, and they're only doing it because they're getting paid to do it. Right. Well, they may not, they may not be attached to the whole thing. I disagree with how the military and the police tend to, you know, um, handle these type of, of, of animals in that when their tour is done, they're taken away from the, the handler. I mm-hmm. think if, you know, like in the military or in the police, when you give an dog, that dog is yours. Yes, they've paid for its training and everything else. But that's the bond because a dog impl- imprints itself on them, on, on mm-hmm. the on the mm-hmm. handler, on the owners, and so it becomes it basically says you're now my family and I will do whatever you ask me mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And so when you do that, and then all of a sudden have the dogs there for years and then take them away, uh, I think that must that must be a gut wrenching uh, experience for both the handler and the animal. Yes. And so these are things that all cannot be looked at. But I, w- I wanted to put some perspective into it instead of just looking at it strictly as, you know. Uh, this this dog died. Someone needs to pay. It's not always that way. And from what you've been reporting, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem that it was in fact uh, that it, that it, in fact there was any sort of fragrant, um, you know, neglect of the mm-hmm. animal. Mm-hmm. It was a, a, a series of tragic uh, and circumstances that caused the the, the tragic outcome. Yeah, so that's just my two cents. Right there. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Colin. I really appreciate that. Yeah, like I said, um, I personally struggle um, with this situation because, you know, if it was a genuine mistake, now we hear that he was in no condition 
to really take care of this dog. He was doing the best that he could. He did leave the dog food and water. He just forgot to leave open the part. Apparently there's a section where the dog can walk in and out and then go back and have shade and have water. And he forgot to lift that part. It's, it's very, very tragic. Um, somebody said the Humane Society dogs are not having strokes. That's because they keep them inside, outside of direct. You can't, and, and this bothers me a lot from the perspective that on a regular basis, there are a lot of dogs in this community who are being mistreated and not being taken care of. There are people who believe that dogs, including even the small breeds, should just be outside dogs. And I could not disagree with that more. The, the feel-like temperature, forget the real temperature, the feel-like temperature in this island can easily go into the triple digits during the summer. Feels like 109. Listen, I have been out there in direct sun, even covering stuff for this platform. My electronics shut down. iPhone says it's too hot and the entire phone shuts down. I'm out there sweating bullets after five minutes in direct sun. I cannot imagine what a dog with fur and no ability to sweat. Please remember, folks, that dogs do not sweat. They pant, and that is not really the equivalent of sweating, but it's the best that they have. And so, you know, putting dogs in situations where they don't have the benefit of a dog house, a shaded area, and all this kind of stuff is just absolutely ridiculous. I'm begging each and every one of you. I know the caller said to remove the emotion out of the situation, but honestly, I'm an emotional person when it comes to animals and children, right? You guys know I have unfortunately been a um, victim of having lost one of my dogs to a very violent attack by other dogs. And if I was not an animal lover, those dogs would not be alive today. But I try to, to stand by certain principles. Now, they won't be around too, I can tell you that, with the same consequences. But you have to, to, to me, a dog is like a child. There are certain things that they cannot do for themselves. And so as someone who wants to be a good dog owner, a good pet owner, even cats, there's certain things that you have to do responsibly. The bare minimum is not killing your dog. Don't leave them out in the direct sun for them to have a heat stroke. Now, to that caller's point, I hope that the RCIPS has learned some lessons from this. I mean, I'm not entirely optimistic uh, because we've seen other times that they haven't learned lessons from very tragic situations. Too many mistakes were made here that should not have been made. I think the first mistake was leaving a junior officer who really had no, no significant dealings with, with the care of these animals, leaving the animal with him, uh, Baron, with him to begin with. Listen to me. The other day I was going to, was it Miami? For a couple of days. I think that's the only place I've been recently. And so um, I was, I think it was Miami. Yeah. I was going to put Zeus in um, daycare. And ironically, the day before, somebody said to me, oh, um, the kennel cough, I forget what the proper name for it now, is going around 
And a lot of dogs are getting it. You know, dogs get sick. Dogs get COVID. Hello. And I was like, kennel cough. And they said, yes, there's been an outbreak of it. And just like how there's an outbreak in the human population with influenza, COVID and all these other things, these things impact animals as well. And especially when they're very close quarters, he lives in a household where there are no other dogs. He has limited exposure outside. It's kind of like um, when he was a puppy and getting his shots, there's one particular shot that helps with, um, I think it's this kennel cough. And they tell you until your dog has been vaccinated for that, don't allow them to be around other dogs because they're very, very puppies are very, very susceptible to getting it and to dying from this because they have no protection if they've not been vaccinated. So Zeus, you know, when he was a puppy, he's not really around other dogs, but there's some friendly dogs on the one side. I think Zeus has a girlfriend. He's always running over there to, um, oh gosh, what's her name again? Uh, oh Lord, I can't remember her name now. Anyway, he's always running over there to say hi to her and she's kind of doing a little dance for him that looks suspicious. Um, and the two of them are really into each other. So, you know, until he got vaccinated though, I could even let him get close to her. Chloe, Chloe is her name. Chloe, honey, chill. She's, uh, what, what did I say about bringing your milkshake to the yard? That's Chloe at the fence every day that she sees Zeus. Um, you know, but uh, these are just things you have to care about your animals. You have to take your time. And so when I heard about the kennel cough, I said, oh man, I, I'm not leaving. I'm not taking him to no kennel. Mm-mm. He got to stay home. And I was like, Miss Stacy, can you stay with Zeus, please, for a couple of days? Um, because again, I didn't want a chance. He's still very young. He's not yet a year old. And I didn't want a chance him catching this kennel cough. Just like your kids. If your kids are sick, don't take them around other children, you know, because um, you don't want them to be exposed to germs and whatever. Please, people, just take care of your dogs. To me, it, I feel like we need to have lessons on this. Because I see too many people mistreating animals when they really shouldn't be. You know, dogs are the most amazing things in the world. The loyalty that they show to human beings, even sometimes when we haven't earned it, we don't deserve it, is just unbelievable. You know, they've saved human beings. They've saved our lives. They they just love, I mean, you know, we've seen human beings die and the dog doesn't want to leave the grave site for months and years. Your own partner who's with you for 40 years is not going to do that, honey child. He gone marrying the next young thing coming off of Philippine Airlines. You know what I'm saying? Dogs are loyal. They are amazing. But we as human beings who are their caretakers need to do a better job. Charm says he and the RCIPS is responsible. It's sickening. Uh, Ferrari says common sense. Uh, Cameron says imagine can't even take care of a service animal. Uh, Baron pretty much died on the job. Very sad, but true. Um, Cameron says that they're supposed to live with their handlers, not a taser, if they're not a taser or firearm to kind of be handed around. Yes, and of course, sometimes the handlers are off island, going on vacation, going on training. They can't take the dogs. There should be a set protocol about who actually handles those dogs in those types of situations. And um, I dare say the junior handler was not the right choice. Um... Alejandro says, imagine it's a good thing people can talk and think for themselves uh, there or it wouldn't only be canine dying. Well, okay. Uh, Cameron agrees with that caller, says let's fix the problem and see how we don't make this mistake again. Again, 
No post-incident report. The RCAPS isn't going to say anything about it. In fact, if my memory serves me correctly, um, I don't even think that they were the ones who initially reported it, that we got wind of it, did the story, and then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so someone said the traffic is being caused by police having the road blocked near Bodentown Primary School. Okay. I don't know why it's blocked, but okay. There you have it. Uh, my gosh, it's like after 10 o'clock and we still have to deal with traffic. Ah. Uh, Charles says that there should be a facility for these canine dogs and someone to be in charge to watch them if their handlers are away for any reason. Uh, same like someone who's in charge of watching, keeping log of any weapons. Yeah, I mean, but apparently people were off island, people were away. Salvin says a dog case will make the police organization worse off. The defendant has to go back and work with his accusers. You know, I am curious, Salvin, um, about what will happen to this young man. I think he's relatively young. You know, of course I believe in second chances. And if this was just a horrible calamity of things that happened to him, he was not feeling well, he was sick. You know, we do make mistakes. Um, we make poor choices. I don't know what to say. Um, really, really sad. It's like people who leave dogs and, and stuff in cars as well. You know, it doesn't take long for the car, the temperature inside of a car to go into triple digits. Can I tell you all something? I don't know how many of you have ever driven in a Tesla, but those cars are very, very interesting in terms of the technology that's in them. They have something called dog mode where you can set the temperature and it shows up on the display and it says, whatever you set the temperature at, um, dog mode is activated, my internal temperature, and it tells you what the internal temperature is, 72 degrees, I'm safe, you know, don't touch the car. If you see a dog in the car, the dog is safe and it's big on the display. So anybody who peeps into the car, like if they see the dog, they peep in, they're going to see this big notification on the display, 72 degrees, dog mode activated. Just leave the dog alone so that you know that nothing, you know, I'm always a little bit paranoid though. Cause I'm like, what if, what if dog mode stops working for some reason? Um, but the good thing is you can always check on your phone. So I've left Zeus in the car a couple of times. I'm always checking like, okay, let me, let me make sure the temperature is still the same because I'm going to sue um, Elon Musk if anything happens to Zeus. But um, I wish every single car had dog mode because there are times that you do want to take your dog out with you and you might have to make a quick stop. I don't believe in making dogs sit in cars just like kids for any long period of time, but it would be nice to have that as an option in all vehicles. <sighs> what a mess. Thank you, um, Gareth and Cameron. Um, says nothing causes more heat and emotional damage, Rania, than the cold hard truth, says Cameron. Jackie says when you get the commissioner um, of police, Mr. Walton, on your show, ask about this and if they have a new protocol. Speaking of that, let me just do a quick check on how many of you, remember we did a vote the other day on uh, whether or not we should invite him on the, pro I mean, we, we've invited him. The, the vote was really whether or not he should come on the program. 
So the last I checked, I think it was like at 80% of you said yes. Let me just get some results. Um, let me see, COP. So um, 80% said yes. Should the um, COP, which is the Commissioner of Police, Kurt Walton, come on the cohort truth, 80% of you said yes. Um, let me give you some results from a few other polls that we've done. The poll before that, did you know about the public consultation on, on public housing? 80% of you said, no, you did not know about that public consultation. So it seems to me that they should continue with the public consultation. Um, there was the one about Romelia and the roads. Should the government stop the painting of the roads, road islands? because the color resembles a political party's color, 92% of you said no. Do not stop Ms. Amelia and her group from painting. So that's a resounding no, 92%. Um, let me see here now. The face mask one, I think that was another one. Um, this one was kind of... Uh, this one, let me see what the results were here. This one. Um, let me see. Where are the results in this one? Oh. Huh. I think it's been archived, but hold on. I'm trying to see. This one said... So this was the one about whether or not they should wear balaclavas. Um, how do I review the results afterwards? Oh, because this one's no longer. Oh, yes. So 90% of you said that they should be banned. So 90% of you in that poll said that they should be banned. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, honey child. How are you today? Good morning. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored beyond all measures. Wonderful. I'm calling you out today. Oh my gosh. Not mm -hmm. me. You see me. I am calling <laughs> what you out did with I a do? challenge. With a challenge to come out and get into our communities to see what the police are lacking of doing. Um, Jamila said that she will take you on a tour of Washington Boulevard. I will chip in on that tour. Mm -hmm. I would like you to come into Windsor Park, Watlers Road, and also um, Rock Hole. And mm -hmm. what is so disturbing about it is that mm -hmm. when you call the police for assistance, um, the police would go and come back to the station and put a report or nothing was found. Oh, they did this, they did that, and come to find out it's not true. It's not accurate. The same location that I was um, talking about um, on Kennedy Drive, I sent the police there. I went there. I took photos of the road all clogged up with vehicles. And I sent the police there. Later on that night, I called back. What happened? I spoke to the to to the um sergeant and Judy. Mm. Um Neblet. Um one, one, says, one second, Miss Romelia, before you continue, uh -huh. just a second. Someone has said that the helicopter in relation to the traffic 
Um, the helicopter has been up for a while now. They're saying a couple hours, which is shocking. And somebody else said that they're hearing that a prisoner may have escaped and gone into private residences, and that's what's going on. So uh, there's a lot of police presence. So let me try to, while you're continuing to talk, I'm just advising our listeners that I'm going to attempt now to reach out to um, someone at the prison um, to figure out if there's any truth to that rumor and see what we can confirm or deny. And if you are connected to the prison in any way, shape, or form, um, by all means, um, you know, let, let us know. Thank you. Um, go ahead, Mr. Amelia. Yeah, so I spoke to the sergeant. The sergeant said his officers went out there mm-hmm. and spoke to, and run the plates, spoke to the owners of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And according to the officers, the plate, the, the, the um, address on file mm-hmm. matches up with that location. Mm-hmm. That is such a baloney. Okay. After the next day, I was confronted by, or I was speaking to my niece, and my niece was there. And she said, Auntie, they didn't even come out the car. They questioned no one. She said, I was present when the police arrived. The only person the police spoke to out of the yard was me concerning a issue, previous issue. And she told them that it was all sorted. She figured, leave it alone. They did not come out and question anyone or speak spoke to anyone regard those parked cars in the yard. Bear in mind, this is not the first time this has happened by the police. I had a residence of... Well, um, let, let, me, let, me, let me pause you there for one quick, quick second, because I think the most egregious thing about what you're saying is that police officers, in, a, in other, other words, beat officers, lied to their supervisors that they actually yep. did something that they did not do. So let, let's yep. not have that, that point... We can't miss the forest for the trees here. Let that be something that stands out because that is a very, very serious allegation. Because if they're telling you that they contacted the owners of those vehicles and confirmed that they lived in that area and you're saying that someone who lives there, um, that that didn't happen. um, Someone who was there did not live there. Someone who was uh, at that location um, saw all what had transpired. And... The police didn't question nothing regarding the derelict vehicles, nothing about the illegal activities um, going on there, nothing. You understand? Mm -hmm. And that's so ironic because a resident of uh, Belford Estate called me once and um, said that uh, everything in their home were dancing. So we went up there, found a location, Mm -hmm. called the police from the exact location, they couldn't hear what we were saying for the music. Mm-hmm. We drove off and we spoke to the police. They say, okay, the officers were on another call. As soon as they're done, they would send them there. So we went drive around a bit and then came back, saw the cars leaving. We parked. Mm-hmm. And we, we parked on the other street. Here, all of the bottles are being thrown up. They're cleaning up, watching the cars leave one by one. And the police left afterwards. We mm-hmm. called back later and asked what was the outcome. Oh, there were no loud music found when they went and shut down the, 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 um, the party. The police mm-hmm. shut down the party and then put in logs into the system. There was no loud, loud music upon mm-hmm. arrival. We are right there watching the police. 
mm-hmm. right on scene watching the police. You mm-hmm. understand? Put it to PSU, it goes nowhere. That's not the only thing that goes nowhere with PSU. The situation with Montague and Richard Sims, I put Montague into PSU. Up to this day, nothing has been done. Mm-hmm. PSU is a waste of time because it's the police monitoring the police. Mm-hmm. It should be an outside, a, um, a different um, entity dealing mm-hmm. with the police, not police dealing with police because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. the police is covering for police. I'm sorry. Police covers for police. So uh, Ms. Jean says that they can run the plates. They don't need to talk to anyone, not saying that they did, but it's possible. I think where the distinction comes in is it's not just about running the plates. They claim that they spoke to the people and verified that exactly. they live there. So uh-huh. running the plates doesn't confirm where somebody lives, right? Because people exactly. move around um, all the time. They said mm-hmm. that they verified that the cars parked there the are for people who live there. So that's the very different than just running plates, right? Um, all right, Mr. Amelia, yeah. thank you very much for bringing this to her attention. And um, I yeah. am aware of your invitation to um, take a personal guided tour through the beautiful uh, community of Windsor Park. And I will take you up on it one of these days. One of these days, that's not good enough. Uh, 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 I'm tired of hearing one of these days, sister. I <laughs> oh need you out there. God. And Jamila, if you are listening, I need you to be on board with me with this. We mm-hmm. need her out there. <laughs> she gets things solved that we're hitching with, that we have oh challenged with. Lord. So but you see, we need the, a I'm commitment. Gonna, I'm going to be honest with you. The, the biggest problem uh, for me is um, I... <sighs> Getting me in person is a very different thing. That is because my schedule is so jam-packed. You know, sometimes people call me and they're like, oh, Miss Sandy, I got to talk to you about something. I need to see you in person. I said, hmm. honey, child, if you got to see me in person to talk to me about something, that going to take probably a good month out because that's not happening overnight. So if it really is something, you can tell me on the phone. You can send me a WhatsApp. By all means, please do that. And most of the times, 99% of the times, they can just tell me, right? Um, so, yeah, so that that's my difficulty is my schedule is well, really tight. But I'm aware of willing. your request. And I, I want to have... thank you um, on behalf of all the residents in Windsor Park for the ongoing um, job that you do. As um, I don't know, I'm going to have to name you Windsor Park Sheriff or something <laughs> because I know that you're always on the ball, especially when it comes to... Um, you know, derelict vehicles, uh, illegal parking, bad parking, parking, blocking access to the streets and all these things cause a safety issue. Issue, And even, as you said the other day, drugs and illegal activities in your community. I really appreciate you speaking up about all of those things. So I will. Well, it's not I only will come to park. It's all over the island. Well, yes, that oh. is true. Yeah. Um, so it, we, I'm willing to work with you whenever you, I mean, whether it's morning, no, not morning, evening, night, mm-hmm. whatever, that it continuously all day long, all mm-hmm. night long. Mm-hmm. So whenever you have that little free time at nights or in the evenings, it, it would be my pleasure to take you through our communities to show you what the police are turning a blind eye to. Yes. And we have so many incompetent officers on the force that needs to go. Mm-hmm. They really needs to go. 
Look at the one that they hear it Sunday, last Sunday in Windsor Park here, where the, 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 the truck parked right in the middle of the road. The officer come and PC Morgan came and says, oh, that's not a parking issue when the man is parked in the middle of the road. Mm. Really? How more incompetent can you be? Hmm. What a hot mess. Um, Lack of shame. So someone has a message for you. They said, tell her that her pot color pavements look nice. Uh, where your pot color pavements look nice they said my pot co- oh. teal is not pot color blue oh is pot God. color I the know, color I is know. teal guys teal. it's so ridiculous it's so ridiculous um all right love yeah. thank you so much okay you're welcome okay, dear. have dear. a good day thanks you too all right folks um that's all she wrote thank you to mr amelia um Yes, honey jam. Um, yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. What a hot mess. Yeah, like I said, I appreciate the invitation. Um, it is it is very, very difficult a lot of times for me to get there, but it's not that the heart is not willing. Um, but Mr. Amelia, I hear you loud and clear, and I will make some time. Oh, child, your MPs don't even come down in there, much less. But I will make some time. Um, and yes, listen, I do recognize and appreciate that um, CMR gets stuff done. A lot of times I don't have to physically be somewhere though to get stuff done. It's a phone call. It's an email. It's a mention on this show. And then all of a sudden, stuff happens. Uh, In fact, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, someone called me and said, Sandy, I need you to get on this thing with immigration. They have a new form for the medicals. Uh, February the 1st, it came into effect. So make sure you're using the correct form if you're submitting work permit applications. But um, people who had forms like close to the end of January, they were taking in their paperwork and they were being told that um, they would not take it. And they were basically being turned back and told to go and have the physicians redo the medical. And they're like, it's, there's no way that a form can be um, retroactive like that. And I said, mm, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And so I reached out to the powers that be um, a lot of them I have on WhatsApp and I explained to them what had been going on. That was actually Monday, not yesterday, but on Monday. And I can tell you that immediately the powers that be over at WORC addressed it. And they said that uh, we should accept forms that were completed before implementation date. And we will ensure that customer care is not, uh, turning away customers. And so they actually spoke to the deputy in charge of that section And now that has been rectified. I didn't have to get up and go see anybody or anything like that. Simply type, little thumbs on the WhatsApp, sent a quick message, and it was taken care of. That's how I like it, honey chill. Just address the issue, get it sorted out, and move on. Keep it moving. So it is what it is. Yes, Cameron, oftentimes an email will suffice. Um, Who's this calling me now, honey chill? Good morning, caller. Hi, are you trying to come on the program? Okay. Um, okay. You sent me something on WhatsApp. I'm pretty good with the WhatsApp messages, but I don't see. Is that the other phone? Oh, let me check the other phone. Um, let me see now. Let me check my other phone while we're talking here. 
Um, I have multiple phones. <laughs> Sometimes y'all are <clears throat> sending me stuff. Let me just see in different places. And so, uh, okay, let me have a look here. Um, we have, good morning, please check it out. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, but these scammers again, these workplace scammers. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ah, they are a hot mess. Okay. I will, uh, I'll look into that and post something. Um, you guys have got to just know that, um, yeah, you've got to, um, oh, yeah, yeah, what a hot mess. Don't be, don't be scammed by people. All right. Thank you, caller, for um, letting me know. All righty. Um, email can suffice. Yes, Cameron. A lot of times that's all that's needed. Oh, Miss Brenda is here. So I had the pleasure of seeing Miss Brenda in the grocery store yesterday. Big shout out to Miss Brenda. Um, her voice is so soft when you see her in person. Miss Brenda, you have a very different um, uh, show voice, I should say, when you call in. Then when you're in person, in, in person, you are very, very soft-spoken, actually. I was a bit surprised to hear your voice in person, um, which I, I feel like I, I have before. But for some reason, she was very, very soft-spoken yesterday when I saw her at the grocery store. And we were talking about cakes and German chocolate cakes and all kinds of stuff there in Foster's Savannah. So it was so nice to see you, Miss um, Brenda. Somebody messaged on the other phone and said their Aki tree fell over. Oh, my gosh. Um, somebody sent a beautiful rainbow and say in the midst of it all, uh, God and the beautiful rainbow. So thank you so much. Not, not getting your YouTube views in Toronto. Hmm. You, I'm not sure you guys can't watch it in Toronto. I don't, I don't, I can't keep up with what's going on in Canada with all these blocks and whatever, to be honest. Um, let me just see now. Okay. Uh, one of her people sent a message. Oh, you in the hospital? I'm so sorry. I'm out now, but just say a prayer for me. Okay. Oh, I didn't know you were not well. Um, good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> well, hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. I heard you. So yes, now, um, I take it then that my my telephone voice sends across a different personality. Um, I don't know if it's a different personality, but oftentimes it just well that happens too. You know, people sound different in person versus mm -hmm. on the, versus on the phone. So it just mm -hmm. sounds different. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it the voice that sounds different or the manner in which I speak? Um, I think it's actually the voice sounds different. Okay. Yeah. But I've had a lot of people say that to me, that over the phone, I don't sound like me. Yeah. Yes. You sound different in person for sure. Okay. But... And then sometimes too, I'm dealing with a little laryngitis and, mm. stuff, and stuff in this when I call in. Anyway, mm -hmm. 
it was good seeing you too. Yes, and as thank I you. Said, as I said to you then, had to make sure we were safe and I wouldn't end up on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And I, I, and I, I hope that Marlon enjoyed his cake. Yes, he did. He I had bet, a little I piece. Ah, I, uh-huh. I got. To, I have something over your other followers. I got to see the cake. That's that is so true. That is so true. I was there. <laughs> Absolutely. You. Thank you so much, Miss Brenda. All right. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Thanks for reminding me. We did get Marlon a little cake for his birthday yesterday. Um. There, there is a party to come, but we're gonna do that uh, later in the month because he's gonna have his cousin visiting him um so mm-hmm. okay so if if you're on the party list you'll know that's all i can tell you all right which most of you will not be sorry um you know marlon's a very private person so you can't come through the threshold of the door unless he really knows you pretty well um, so the helicopter is still up. We're still trying to get some confirmation about what's going on there. Um, so I'll keep you guys updated once we know. Uh, some reports saying that it might have been a prison escape. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> Miss Amelia being a little bit salty this morning. She said, should we need a poll with the question, should Sandy Hill tour our communities to see what the RCIPS is turning a blind eye to? <laughs> my gosh, Mr. Amelia, you make me laugh. That's what I'm going to tell you right here now and uh, live and direct. Uh, Ms. Brenda says, telephone love. Yes, indeed. Um, up in Foster's talking about food. Yes, child. We're talking about cakes. Um, now I have some extra cake because I did have a piece last night and I don't want to keep the cake around here because y'all know I had ice cream and cake last night, honey jail. Big shout out, by the way, to Miss uh, Mia Schwartz, who um, made me some homemade ice cream recently, raspberry flavored. It is so divine and delicious. Mia, thank you so much. I love whenever she makes homemade ice cream, she gives me a little tub. And I got to tell you, it is. Mm-mm-mm. I think this one is raspberry cheesecake, but it's amazing. Thank you, darling. I'm still working on it. So it's a good size tub. So I can't eat it all at one sitting. I take a little bit, put it in my little cup with my little spoon and mm, just love it. So thank you, darling. I appreciate it. Um, but yes, I have some cake to give away to today. So if y'all have um, a household of kids, uh, let me know. And uh, what I can do is I can give you some cake for the kids. Because I mean, if you got four or five kids, they can all have a piece and it's not like you're allowing them to overindulge, right? When it's just me and Gigi here with the sweet tooth in this house. Oh, Lord. We don't need that, honey child. Okay, that's it. Um, We shall continue the conversations that matter the most to you, the people um, here in our community tomorrow. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, Thank you, Mr. Amelia. I appreciate it. I appreciate the invite. And yes, we will do it um, soon. Uh, You know, I don't want the RCFPS think I'm, I'm picking on them. Um, Cameron says, cousin, you had not get none of that. Um, but you know, we have to keep, we have to just do our part. Everybody has, I feel like a part. Um, this person says I'm listening to the live and I have five children in my house. Ooh, honey child message me about your location 
and you shall have cake. You can have the rest of that cake. Part of it's the yellow cake and part's the chocolate cake. So everybody should be happy because if they don't like chocolate, they got a choice. Um, so yes, message me and I will bring you that cake. All right. Uh, hopefully later in the week or early next week, I'm going to have some more good news for you guys. Mm, some awesome stuff going on. Some awesome sauce. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is yet, but uh, we'll get there. Okay. Everybody good? Wonderful. So have a blessed day. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning. Like I said, I've got an engagement today. So I'm going to go get my little hair sorted out. Um, I've got an engagement this evening. And then the rest of the week, I'm actually kind of busy. I've got a couple interviews going on. Um, so, you know, bringing you guys some content. Um, where exactly is that? All right, let me get let me get directions, honey, jail. And I will bring you the cake or I'll send Miss Stacy with it. Miss Stacy, later. Don't, don't, don't send me. I got work to do. Um, all right. Everybody good? Okay. Y'all have a blessed day and we will see you tomorrow morning at 730 bright and early. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels. And visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 